Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. This is Shrek Vogel from Totag, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. Everybody and welcome to Sick on Cinema. I am one half of your crime hunting podcasters, John. I'm your other half, Matt. And we are here joined by none other than the chairman of YouTube, <laughs> LA Mr. Park himself, Dave Parker. How's it going? I'm good. I've never been to LA, but I did once take a picture doing an impersonation of La Parka. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When we started doing that, I was wondering, like, does he even know who L.A. Parker or, or La Parka is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I used to watch wrestling. Shit, yeah. That's a, from now on, you are the chairman. I mean, what was that? NWO and uh, WCW NWO Revenge. I mean, oh shit, yeah. I have to do oh, the yeah. fucking La Parka taunt because it's like five fucking minute dance sequence <laughs> in the middle of the game, just like dancing and shit after you do your special. I gave fucking rules. My favorite thing about that game was like you could like steal people's finishers. So it's like if you took the biggest dude, like the giant, and the dude, like the smallest dude's finisher, you get him like just like floating over these people and like doing hurricane runs and shit. It was really fucking funny. It was awesome. <laughs> But how are you all doing this evening? I'm good. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to work today, so I'm uh, I'm in high spirits, unlike usual. See, hey. people always say every day above ground's a good day. Every day you don't go to work is a good day. Yeah. Yeah. That's for true. My God. <laughs> Sometimes you hope you get so sick that you don't have to go to work. Man, <laughs> I can't even lie. There have been times where I'm like, man, if I could only get COVID. Yeah, you'd be like, hope this is this test negative again. What the fuck? Fuck. Last time I make out with a homeless guy. (laughs) Second to last time. (laughs) Second to last time. So we got a fair share of listener questions to get to. So we probably should get into them. So uh, if you want to join these level people, then questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com or wait till the week of the episode. We are a bi-weekly podcast, and we'll post a lovely little image with skeletons made by Matt that says we are taking questions, and you can ask in the comments below. Yes. Whew. All right. First up is People's Mikey's question from last episode because he got in a little hey. late, but we're going to answer it. Howdy, my dudes. 
seeing that this week's show is all about films that deal with fetishes what's the best way for a filmmaker to approach a film like this like i know you want to shock people but i know some people who are in that culture who will be like bullshit and then there are others who are like are people really into that shit so Hmm. who wants to take that one first Hmm, the best way to approach a movie like that is with your cock in your hand, and that's all. For sure. That. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a little experience here with this recently because yeah. I was uh, filming with this local musician. Uh, he wanted to make a music video where a guy who does bondage or shibari uh, tied up a turkey. Mm-hmm. So we went recording this abandoned building with him performing these acts on this turkey and uh, a, dead, a, dead, a dead one to clarify a dead turkey yes not okay. a live turkey oh so it was like a frozen turkey yeah it's a frozen yeah. turkey <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> not, not just a live ass turkey just being tied up that'd be sick but in a bad no <laughs> is he releasing this on Thanksgiving I hope so probably not I'll probably come out way before then but <laughs> very festive. <laughs> so you know and the whole time i'm like shooting it trying to shoot it in ways that look gross and weird but then i'm like oh fuck is these people gonna be like offended that i'm doing this and i'm trying to make this fucked up but then when they started re- referring to the fact that like oh this is fucked up and disturbing and weird and i i got re- more relaxed and more calm with it so i don't know i i think as long as you're you know it's fiction i guess it doesn't really like matter too much as far as like how you do go about it I guess it also depends on the person too, right? Yeah. Because I think about it, because like, you know, like you got these movies like 29 Needles we reviewed last week where it's like, you know, kind of presents the bondage community in a not so positive lot. Well, I mean, it no. can backfire too with cruising, right? For sure. But William Freakin yeah. like dived into that. He was wearing bondage in the clubs and shit. So, I mean, it's not like he was really sticking his nose up at it. He was 100% into it and they still took offense. But some people say after the movie came out, people kind of realized it wasn't really shitting on them that bad. I don't know. I wasn't alive in 1980. But I, I feel like if you're going to make a bondage movie or a fetish movie or something like that, you probably should have some sort of involvement with the scene. Yeah. To be at least somewhat genuine, right? for sure i think so also a question i thought people will all ask last episode but what are your thoughts on the recent wrestling news vince mcmahon scandals triple h taking over rick flair's last match etc there's definitely opinions on rick flair's last match here that we uh we we did do an episode of a different show on yes (laughs) uh it's uh wrestling with john and matt if you want to go listen to that uh probably hour-long piece of dog shit (laughs) you know some say that's our lives so hey you know (laughs) always enjoy Cronenberg getting some love looking forward to checking out his new crimes of the future really interested in hearing your thoughts on 29 needles enjoy the rest of your week thank you fuck you bye cheers and we'll get another one from people Mikey soon don't worry yeah that last week's question (laughs) so next up here we have Adrian he uh, sent us an email saying hi guys I listened to your podcast on the way to work and the epic takedown of feed during the last episode set me up for the day. I couldn't stop laughing. Now that was more Matt than me. I just want to like reiterate that. Yeah. I did not like that movie at all, but so a big thank you guys for living up, uh, livening up a really mundane day. Hope your blood pressure simmer down a bit though. So my question <laughs> is that if you were forced to watch Feed or The Amazing Bulk, oh, which God. would you choose? Another no other options. You have to choose one. Adrian. Dude, dude it's Feed. 
I'd rather watch Feed over Bulk any day. Yeah. I didn't think Feed was as bad as you did at all. So, I don't know. I I don't know. It's something about it. I was just like, this movie sucks, in my opinion. But, you know. A, I don't hate Feed, but that time frame of movies, 2005, a lot of the low-budget movies look absolute dog shit. Like, I don't hate Feed, probably because I have a history with it. And uh, it mm-hmm. takes place in Toledo, Ohio, where I'm from. The director's from Toledo, Ohio. But... I saw it when it came out and I had a weird connection to it, but rewatching it, I think that we didn't hate it. Me and moods. I, I kind of like it, but I can see why someone wouldn't like it. And it, the main character is kind of fucking dog shit. <laughs> yeah. God. I don't know if I can handle going back on talking my feet again, though. My God. <laughs> Matt ain't gonna make it through this rant. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I about didn't make it last week. I was, I was ranting so hard. I was sweating. <laughs> I had a stroke once. I feel like I had a mini stroke arguing about Cannibal Holocaust. Oh my God. Oh my I was God. so mad. It was hot. And then I got home. I walked into AC and then I just like immediately got sick for like 20 minutes, like chills. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh Dude, my God. It's always the worst. It's like, it's just movies. We shouldn't get this riled up. But when we did Duck on the podcast, man, I did think I was going to have a heart attack at one point. <laughs> oh, I spit on your grave deja vu. Oh, oh I stayed away from that. <laughs> I had to watch it uh, twice. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Two and a half hours. Have you seen so, the Amazing Bulk? I'm not watching that. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's no you reason don't. to. I saw the cover. I was like, "That ain't for me." That like ain't the I, life I'm living. I wish I didn't. I, know. I was like, you know, this is going to be stupid and fun. No, there's nothing to do about this movie. <laughs> that movie sucks shit. <laughs> It looks like the Loba version of the sci-fi channel movies. And those Man. are the, I can't watch those. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I quickly learned that like, you know, I like so bad is good, but they got to have heart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next up, Mikey Brushaber. Are there any movies you had to turn off while watching? Hmm. And I'm not sure if he means just because they're bad or because they're so fucked up. So I don't know. Uh, uh, when it comes to like movies that are bad, I've definitely had to. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Wait, oh, God, I don't remember the name of the movie. We were watching it together. Oh my God, my sucks. pure joy. Yeah. I think I finished that one. Did you? <laughs> it might like, be good, but I couldn't get back no, to the I beginning. Don't, I don't remember shit about it. There's a lot of those movies you watch ten years ago, and you're like, "Yeah, it was it bad?" And then you revisit, and you're like, "My, I was so fucking stupid. This is garbage." <laughs> <laughs> that era of indie film, in particular, has a certain style to it. That's no. a James Colin Brussick was the director mm. of that. He had a bunch of movies. He did Hate Crime and stuff like that. Oh, oh. shit, yeah. We watched Hate Crime. And Jennifer, there was one called I, Jennifer, or some shit. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, way better say, memory than I do. <laughs> I will say Hate Crime is, uh, like, I did not I did not hate it by any means, but it is kind of just screaming the movie. Yeah, I remember when I watched it, I, I kind of liked it. But then I like that was one that I definitely was like thinking, I'm not going to like this if I rewatch it. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I never finished Grace, which I know a lot of people love that movie. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I didn't see it. That's the um, Paul. Paul, what was his fucking name? Sorlet, Sorlet or some shit like that. Solid. He was uh, he was friends with Adam Green. Yeah. Paul Solid, I think, was. His yeah, name. I never I never watched Grace. It's the one with the dead baby who needs blood. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Some about the movie just didn't work for me. And I just never, never went back to it. I was in a real piss poor move and I tried to watch Snuff 102. This was like oh, years ago, whenever the DVD was released. And dude. I was trying to watch it. And I was just like, this is making me mad. 
Like <laughs> I was like, this seems I was like, no, not today. <laughs> it's interesting you bring that movie up because we rewatched it recently. Oh my god. That movie is like watching paint dry at some points. Is it? God almighty. Like it's so fucking dull. I couldn't believe boring. how boring it was. <laughs> really? I just remember it being like, I don't I sometimes you're not in the mood for that. And it just came across real edgelord in the first 10 minutes and also mm. like gross. And I was just like, no, we're not doing this today. Yeah. Jesus won that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's always interesting. Like what movies you'll turn off, what movies you'll finish. Cause like I sat through the entirety of alien beast. Oh, I never, from, what was that for 91? I think I skipped it. Everybody's like, Oh, it's so bad. My friend was like, ah, I'll skip that one for 91. <laughs> That's like my white whale. Like I'll never, I never want to watch it ever again, but I know we will have day. to. <laughs> but what about the sequel? Isn't it like Mutant Massacre? Same it's director? the same movie. No. Is it one of those deals? Like, yeah, just re-edited, one? I'm pretty sure, unless I'm just like crazy. <laughs> like Lady Street Fighter 2, not Sister Street Fighter. That's a great, but Lady Street Fighter 2 is just Lady Street Fighter, like with like an opening reshoot or some shit. <laughs> and like Horrible. I feel bad how hard I go on Alien Beast because I'm, pr- I'm almost 100,000% sure the director is mentally challenged, like for real. That boy ain't right. Yeah, no, he yeah. definitely ain't. <laughs> that boy ain't right. I don't know. It's uh... shouldn't even bring this up, but we were out at the bar uh, this set Thursday. And some weird guy came in, and he was just like being real weird. He's just like he, that boy went right. The bartender had to kick him out. He's like, "Get the fuck out of here now!" <laughs> like two o'clock, <laughs> leave now. <laughs> it was oh. fucking weird. Yeah, we had a girl come to my work. My girl, she was an older lady. She came in the other night and was like, everything had a sticker on it that had the price on it. And she's like, how much is this? She oh, bore it. This yeah, cannot like, be cheese. It, like, it came from one where I was like, am I getting pranked? Like, what is this? Like, it's almost closing time. She's asking me the price of everything. She'd be like, get the fuck out of here, loaf. What's going yeah. on? This isn't, this isn't real. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Oh, God. Uh, there was a uh, a movie that I was not able to finish. Matt, I don't remember. Topic. Uh, <laughs> You're going to have to with me. Person. You guys know that. <laughs> I'm from 22 Shots and Moods and Horror Podcast are 12 hours long. I'll spend three. I'll, I'll spend three hours talking about cottage cheese, and I haven't eaten cottage cheese in like 30 years. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I love about that show, though. So, uh, oh god, what was the name? It was about the the. Uh, it was a true crime documentary about like the McDonald's massacre. <laughs> oh, the one from Bloody Wednesday. The movie was made after. Uh, Did walks in with the semi oh, semi automatic and just waste a bunch of people in McDonald's, right? Yeah, they made a couple movies after that, I think. Yeah, it was a doc. It was a documentary about. It. I don't remember the name of it. If, if, I, if it comes to my mind, I'll I'll say it. But it was a Rock and Roll um, McDonald's actually. <laughs> Ronald <No>. McDonald. <laughs> Ronald McDonald's. It's called it's Grimace. The... <laughs> I would have called it Grimace. The like, forgotten uh, McDonald's mascot, Birdie, or whatever her name was. <laughs> the Hamburglar's Revenge. <laughs> Dude, if I ever shoot up a McDonald's, I'm straight up wearing a hamburger outfit. <laughs> Two Big Macs and a 10 piece. <laughs> God. Here's the thing, though. Here's the kicker. I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> I shouldn't have do that. I mean, that's a bad joke to make, isn't it? It's, it's the right I'm, podcast for it, though. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we probably said worse, so it's all right. Um, I know Spooky said worse, so. <laughs> that's for true. Uh, Why'd you yeah, turn it, it off? A... Do what? Why'd oh, you turn the... that? 
I turned it off because it's one of the most exploitive fucking documentaries I've ever seen. It's like Traces of Death. <laughs> it might as well have been. Dude, we watched all the Traces of Death. I don't know what he. <laughs> it's exploitive. Dude. No, hang on. Let me, let me explain. <laughs> like this fucking thing that they're just like, and the cops did nothing about it. And it's like, what are you fucking talking about? They were en route. <laughs> they were en route. The story. They were en route to the location. Did, did they make fast food puns? Like, <laughs> oh my turn God. these boys into bloody chicken. Did, <laughs> it's like, what? I, I don't remember if they said anything like that, but it was just, it was the door dog, looked dude. like a strawberry McFlurry. <laughs> <laughs> every, they like follow every person that died and they're like, little Larry just wanted to get his dollar cheeseburger. But he was going to get a hell of a lot more than that. <laughs> he didn't expect to get bullets with them fries. <laughs> he only wanted 10, but he got 20. It's like that. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just like, this documentary is dog shit. Like, they just, <laughs> like, it was just like, oh God, it's sort of like, like dead babies in the fucking thing. That's uh, traces like, of death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking asshole thought it was good to go out on a windy day and do a tightrope walk. Watch his ass die. I'm like, what? No, but it's just like that scene from Natural Born Killers when they do the reenactment with the cop. He's like, so and so was coming out with my bear claw. When he about cries and he says bear claw. It's just the McDonald's one. He's like, he was getting my McFlurry. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't finish. I was like, this documentary is horribly put together. They're just showing corpses for fucking like instead of like actually telling what happened. There's just like a bunch of reenactment puns. Supersize this. (laughs) 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 They don't I don't know much about that true crime. I just watched that acid kick documentary today. Oh yeah. I love that like I love true crime, but then man, I watched it on a gloomy day like today, and I was just fucking so depressed watching that. Oh shit. So depressing. What was the one um was similar to the Acid King about that guy in like the local town who like sold drugs to everybody, had tattoos all over him? Oh um, the uh was it the devil you know? Yeah, that one was good. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like it was it was it like three parts though? Mm-hmm. It's like three parts, something like that. Jeez. That's what I'm thinking about. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, it, that was the only thing about it is like, yeah, it's three out. It, it's like three parts, and they're like an hour each. Was it and a was Netflix like, special? Boss. Uh, it, it, boss. Yeah. Oh. It's good, but it is like it, it is a bit a bit, bit of a bit long, but. So I watched uh, the sequel to that. Uh, that. Um, the show that they did another story under the name that one wasn't that one wasn't nearly was not nearly as good it was bad it's boring as shit just like you no i'm kidding i'm sorry I should oh, that. that's horrible <laughs> next up we have a uh, shock and schlock the homie oh the homie greetings fellow degenerates a simple question this time what film has the best practical effects in the history of horror it's a thing but you're entitled to a different opinion even if it's incorrect much love garo gang garo gang yeah garo gang all right cool <laughs> gang affiliated <laughs> you're, you're I mean, the affiliated. Thing, right? 
I can't think of. I mean, there's plenty of movies that have great uh, effects, but the thing is like that's the yeah. next that's the next level shit right there. Still to this that's, day, best monster effects, right? You can't beat that. No, no I, I don't I, think so. Yeah, I think that's the the king. So like sans the thing, what is the best? <laughs> Are we talking monster effects or gore effects or what effects? You know what I mean? Because there's so many different kinds of effects. Mm-hmm. I thought the monster from Pumpkinhead looks pretty rad. He's yeah, pretty crazy yeah. looking. Shit, I even like shit like Deadly Spawn and the oh, Abomination. Those... I think that shit yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. It's got like a weird, creepy quality. The teeth. Anything without eyes and massive rows of teeth is just like terrifies you, especially in the dark. It brings you back to like your caveman times. Like, I'm about to be eaten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, alien. Like, what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Alien. Oh, yeah. It's got amazing effects, but I mean, that goes without saying, I think. Yeah. I mean, gore effect wise, I mean, trying to think who had the best, like, look at what was Savini's best work or, or, you know, like, uh, I feel like Rob Bottin probably had the best work, but he was like monster guy, right? Yeah. Like Savini, I don't know, like Savini, like, of course, is like a pioneer, but I feel like a lot of his stuff going back and looking on it today doesn't really hold up too well. I think the death uh, uh, in Cannibal Holocaust, when Jack Anders gets beat to pieces, I yes. always thought that looked really real and was pretty disturbing as far as oh, gore effects are concerned. Definitely. Like the way, the way whole, too, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. The way the whole scene is done is like fucking awesome because like, you're just getting like little snips of it. Like you're not getting to see everything in full detail. I don't know. That worked like amazingly. Well, that's what special effects guys always say, though. You know, even if their effects are great, if they film it like shit or hold it on too long, it just doesn't look very good. So, wait, I'll throw Day of the Dead into the question. Oh, Day of the Dead is probably the best Tavini ever had, I think. Yeah, for sure. Especially when, uh, what's the the character's name when he gets ripped in half? Rhodes. Yeah, Rhodes. When he gets ripped in half, that shit's fucking wild. <laughs> I think I think Rickles looks the best though, because they ripped that skin by his eye socket. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. part, and the region is like like crushing his eye sockets. That's nasty shit. And that's the one too, like where they're tearing his head off and like his vocal cords stretch and like that's makes Torres pitch. Okay, okay, Torres, yeah. That's also console. that was fucking cool the way that like his vocal cord stretch like the pitch goes up. <laughs> that might that might be the only guy that gets ripped apart in Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. The actor <laughs> also gets ripped apart twice. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, fuck. But like we were watching while I was getting tattooed last or last week. Yeah, um, they she was playing all the Friday Thirteenth. They were just on some channel on um, Pluto, I think, or whatever one of those streaming yeah. things is. And the next scene in the original came on, and like, man, it don't look very good nowadays. Really, <laughs> like, I always cool. thought that one looked very effective. It's just like the skin tone is weird. Yeah, and like you can clearly see the, I don't know, something about like fake necks too. Like also in the burning, like his neck yeah. looks like a mile long to me. You should have probably like, just killed those people for real. I think. Yeah, for sure. That'd have been, <laughs> It'd have been totally worth it. I mean, what? I mean, pain is just temporary. Cinema's forever, right? Right. It's not like Kevin Bacon's that important. <laughs> I mean, if you if you hired the director from Traces of Death, I'm sure he would have. <laughs> is there a director for that, or just an editor with a hard on? Darren uh, Ramage. I mean, I guess he's kind of a director. Liberty Spox and all. Oh my lord. Dude, some of the traces that like traces the death, like the beginnings, like when it's just him like talking about it, it's so it's so goofy, and then it gets into like some real fucked up shit. But I I remember getting like getting drunk with my friend one time and watching one of the traces of death. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can't just watch that when you're drunk. I did put on ice speed on your grave once in high school when we were drunk. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> it was kind of fun, though, because it was like, you know, it was like, this guy was about to lose his head. And we're like, <laughs> that's fun. That's a great pun. It's almost <laughs> as good as those bad McDonald's ones I was making earlier. <laughs> You know, Traces of Death, remember that TV show, A Thousand Ways to Die? Yes. Oh, They made everyone seem like a dickhead before they died a horrible death. But in reality, they probably just were everyday people like you and me, like going to work and then just dying. (laughs) The further that series got along too, like the more sexual it got. Yeah. It was was essentially just TV Traces of Death. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, these people were fucking next to a beehive. That was the bad ideal. <sighs> so it turned guess into these like these bees wanted a different kind of honey. <laughs> <laughs> so it turned into YouTube thumbnails now. He thought he was the bee's knees. The bee's knees. <laughs> he sure thought he was the shit. <laughs> Is that even a pun? <laughs> yeah, just like no pun at all. <laughs> this guy sucks dick. <laughs> not, not, that's okay if he does, but we mean like metaphorically. <laughs> This dumbass is gonna die. <laughs> this guy's a dumb motherfucker. This guy seemed all right, but he beat his mother. <laughs> that is like that would be in traces of death. Clearly, ADR'd in. Uh, next up is Just Doe. Damn it! I have something popped up. <laughs> We're good now. What's up, Sick on Cinema Boys? Congrats on releasing your collaboration mixtape. I have a few questions for you. Three words to describe your latest mixtape, Matt. Okay. That's your that's your baby. So uh three words to describe it. Yeah. Uh dumb, uh fun, and uh shitty. <laughs> I don't know. Not a uh, single one of those actually describes what it's about, but that's cool. Oh, uh, what is it uh, what it's about? Oh. I think to my like just describe it in three words. I mean that's fine. That works. Uh meme cult meme internet culture. Yeah. There you go. That works. Where can you buy it? Uh from uh banana box releasing. Yep. Okay. Follow them on Instagram. Sure. Uh did you pick up any titles from the three uh to five dollar severance sale? I did not. I did not. Me either. No. <laughs> And uh, can you make me a watermark for my upcoming DJ mix? That's you again, Matt. Uh, sure. Just hit, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Shoot a, shoot a DM. Yeah. $200. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just Dove says, plus, I love Mr. Parker's content. I watch his videos all the time. Thank you. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> Next up is JK Bitch. Have any of you seen Gaspar Noe's Climax? Boy, that was the most fucked up disco movie I've seen since John Travolta's Scientology themed sex tape. But seriously, if you ever plan to have an episode about around disturbing movies about drugs and alcohol, it would make a great triple feature alongside Record for a Dream and Leaving Las Vegas. Uh, I have not seen it because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> uh, I have. I, I I enjoy it quite a bit. It's pretty good. Uh, there's like a long take dance sequence that is just awesome. I, I know like it doesn't Gaspar sound Noe very stuff. appealing, right? It's like, there's a giant dance sequence and it's amazing. No, but it's Gaspar <laughs> Noe, so it's all going up on the fucking ceiling and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good movie. I really enjoy it. 
I, I like No Way stuff a lot, so I, I need to check it out. I just haven't had a chance to get around to it. I don't think I've disliked any of his movies. Did you watch Love? Yeah. That I thought was that was okay. his weakest, but it still wasn't bad. I, I agree. I do think it's his weakest. I think Enter the Void, Irreversible, and Climax are just really great. Mm. And he's got one coming out with Argento in it. I know. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. That's wild. It seems like it's about Alzheimer's. So that seems really sad. And I don't know if I want to watch it. Oh, no. Because Gaspar Noe had like a heart attack or something, didn't he? He, yeah, he almost died. That. So he, he basically had like a midlife cry. How about it's just like a Jesus movie? <laughs> it's like Norman Greenbauer playing through the whole thing. It's like, <laughs> 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 just Dario Argento dancing the fucking spirit in the sky for an hour and a half. In the sky. <laughs> But he doesn't have any dances except the Macarena, so it's just all off key and shit. Man, if that's what the movie is, then I yeah, I do want to see this actually. <laughs> You're selling me God. on it. <laughs> that shit sounds wild. I'd watch that. Next up is the real Rye One. Rye One. Don't do this, dude. Don't, don't, don't do this. <laughs> Top five vegetables. What, what the fuck? Um you gotta have Christopher Reeve in there. Oh, oh my god. What? That actually what took a second to like set in. <laughs> I mean, technically he wasn't a vegetable. Um <laughs> oh my god. That, like, Are we took doing a second for me to like kick in. I was like, mm-hmm, wait. <laughs> He's delicious. <laughs> he can't god. say no when I give him but never mind. Never mind. I'm not going there. <laughs> Fucking A, dude. Getting some Chris Chan shit over here. Oh, no. Chris Chan. <laughs> Most documented person on planet Earth. How did you, baby? Um, are we doing the vegetables? Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, potatoes are a must, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Broccoli, because you got to stay healthy. Matt hates broccoli. You got to have broccoli. Okay. I don't hate it. I think it's okay. I like green oh. beans. <laughs> I, I like most vegetables, except it's more vegetables I don't like. Everything else I'll eat. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I like vegetables. Like, I, I don't eat a lot of fruit. I'm not a fruit guy, but I love vegetables. So I'm hard pressed to find any I don't necessarily like. So, yeah. I mean, anything really. We're from the South. I'm, so you got to get them collard greens. Collard greens. No, no. I might have had those once or twice. They're not common in Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. I think I got them, though, when I, I got Jamaican food. I think they had them. I think that, that was one of the best things they had, if I remember. The thing about like any vegetable in the South is like it's just smothering in lard. It's all for you. <laughs> Lubes it, makes it go down easy. It's like, it, did you ever see that taxidermia movie? No, I have not actually. Oh, there's a sequence where he's like, this guy's a competitive eater, but he's like retired, but he's still eating. He's challenging himself every day. And he's like 500 pounds. He's in a chair. The only reason I said you said lard to lubricate the throat, he eats packets of butter but he eats those little packets oh. of butter, but he's like, I just started eating them with the wrappers on because it saves time and it it goes down smoother down my throat. Oh. <laughs> I'm horrified. I used to eat just handfuls of butter as a kid. No, you didn't. What are you, fucking Bill Paxson from dude. that Tales in the Crypt episode? Remember that? You Man. sticks of butter? Dude, I was a weirdo. Uh, there's, I'd go in the refrigerator. We'd have, I mean, technically it was margarine. It was the big tub margarine. I go in there eating butter again. <laughs> I just get a hand and start eating on it. <laughs> Dog, that is not normal. It's probably why I look like I do now. So, you, you know, know, you know what I used to do? You know, when the, you have whipped cream, whipped topping, like mm-hmm. sometimes there'd be one in the basement, like frozen in the freezer, and I'd open it up and like 
take like a try to like grab a handful of whipped cream out of my hands and eat it there'd be like claw marks in the fucking whipped cream oh, <laughs> who's been, who's a, that was bigfoot mom i swear this <laughs> <laughs> is like fucking a clog freddy krueger got the whipped cream <laughs> whipped cream was having fucking nightmares man dude's my mom <laughs> i still eat like cheese singles i used to do that shit Run I, I, yeah. get in the fridge eat a bunch of hard salami and cheese singles dude that's hard <laughs> that's to eat. It. fuck the <laughs> bread dude, that's the, uh, yeah bread's overrated you don't need it i like bread need. i mean obviously I by the way i look but now i'm an adult i don't just eat fucking hard salami and cheese <laughs> singles <laughs> sometimes uh I'll get just some shredded cheese and some pepperoni and just like pick the shredded cheese up with the pepperoni and then eat the pepperoni. He's <laughs> <laughs> that like a giant summer sausage. He's like, oh, yeah. sodiums in there. Hey, apparently there's, they don't even put this by daily intake. They put it by yearly intake on the sodium on the back of these fucking things. <laughs> I'm going to oh, die before I'm 40. So it's all good. <laughs> We're oh, cool. It's not good. <laughs> This episode's already chaos. <laughs> no, you got to keep me on track. I'm telling you, you, just cut me off. I don't give a shit. I don't have feelings anymore. <laughs> oh, God. The I people's monkey. The... What? Do we answer the question? Yeah, talk about vegetables. We're good. Okay. We like vegetables. Yeah. All right, I'll try to think. Of... Green pepper is three. Okay. okay. Mushrooms technically aren't a vegetable. No. They're fungus, but some people can, I don't know. Red pepper is four because I'm lazy and I want to think. <laughs> and then celery is five. <laughs> a radishes will be in there too. I thought you were gonna go with another pepper for a minute. And I was gonna lose my mind. <laughs> Yellow pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Oh god. Uh so people's Mikey returns. You guys aren't gonna name your favorite vegetables? I do I can. <laughs> They're asking uh, you. I'm just talking. Uh Potatoes, green beans, <laughs> green beans, green beans, and the potatoes. potatoes. French dog. fries, Wendy's French, French fries, fries. Burger <laughs> French fries. <laughs> oh god! Deep fried cauliflower. What? <laughs> Deep fried cauliflower? That probably exists. Oh, it yeah, definitely exists. Oh god! Why well, said it? I, oh, um. Pumpkin's vegetable. Is that a vegetable? Pumpkin. Yeah, for sure it is. It's a squash of sorts. I, squash is vegetable, right? I think so. Yeah. Are gourds vegetables? That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think no I'll fruit, stop there. Vegetable guy. Guy. <laughs> I'm never going to be on Jeopardy. They could ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my top five vegetables are. I don't know. Broccoli, cauliflower, uh, spinach is good. Uh, I don't know. That works. I don't don't really think about my favorite vegetables all the time. We don't eat healthy. (laughs) No. Look at at me. (laughs) Maybe they're just trying to hate on you. That's what it is. It's all good. So so that's fucking rude. (laughs) So, People's Mikey is back. 
And he says, howdy, my dudes. Aside from my question I wanted to ask on the last episode, I would like to know what made you decide on the movies you reviewed on your very first episode? Was it because you had a lot of knowledge about the films? You didn't think it got enough attention, etc. So we'll answer that first because he has a couple more. Uh, um, honestly, then, I think it was just you being like, oh, let's do Mario and Dora. Yeah, I mean, that was basically it. That was about all I, there was to it. I didn't put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, at that time, I was like, I don't know who the fuck Mario and Dora is. Whatever, <laughs> sure. I was like, hey, man, you want to watch this movie with like a lot of poop and pee and real animal death in it? Uh, I did not know that until I watched it. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that was rough. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Have you seen that one, Dave? Angel's Melancholy? No, I no, I have not watched I have it, though. I bought it twice, apparently, <laughs> but I never watched it. <laughs> Mario and Dora kind of scares me away. The only one I've watched is Voyage to Agatis. Mm-hmm. And I like it. And then I watched part of Cannibal. I brought it over with a bunch of movies for friends to pick, and somebody picked that. And I was like, you want to watch that? So we put it in, and then we got like 10 minutes in, and they were just like, we're all like, I don't think this is a group movie at all. No. <laughs> yeah, no. None of his stuff is really group movies for no, sure. I didn't think so. Shouldn't even brought it over, actually. That was a bad call on my my my, my <laughs> out of hindsight. Not a good idea. Uh, All of Mario and Doris movies are movies to watch completely sober and with nobody else besides yourself. Yeah, they, they were all stone straight guys. And I was like, You guys want to watch cannibal? <laughs> <laughs> he eats a cock in this one. <laughs> you guys like middle-aged guys fucking? <laughs> uh, Matt one time brought over in a day we were watching a bunch of movies uh, in a glass cage. Oh god, that's a great movie though. It is a great movie, man. Yeah. It'll kill the room, the mood in the room in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sure did. I think we watched Things that day too. Yeah, it was a wild uh, double feature. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I never watched Things, but you guys ever see Wicked World? Yeah, I Dude. have actually. Oh, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you like five things that happened in that movie. Because yeah, I remember watching it, but what Wicked World or things? Wicked World. Oh my god! <laughs> fucking terrible. I like put that shit out on Blu-ray, man. I don't know why. Yeah, I bought it though. <laughs> Did you? I, I bought it before I, then I watched it. I was like, I still would have bought it, but I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're the way same way with shit. Where was that in this question? Oh, fuck. Ah, and if I may ask Mr. Parker this one question, as much as I enjoy seeing you making an appearance on indie horror, is there a role you hope someone will cast you in or a pitch to someone about a character you would like to play? Like, I understand about being humble and being glad that someone will put you in their movie, but there's got to be a time where you're like, fuck, I hope someone casts me to play this particular character. Ooh, I would have liked to play maybe a detective once. I got to play a serial killer, so that was cool. Um, probably a character like um, you know, Benny from Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. That would be a dream role. Somebody that's got kind of like a loser that's got nothing to live for, maybe underestimated, or just somebody that's out for revenge that's obviously just gonna go completely all in for it, you know, got nothing to lose. Uh, and he finishes with, and what role does Matt and John would like to see Mr. Parker play? Anywho, can't wait for the episode. I'm expecting this to have lots of laughs and good times. Enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Cheers. What role I mean, would you? Anything, really, because, I mean, you're he, uh, Mr. Parker is a great actor, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought RIP was the perfect role for you, so. Oh, 
I had a lot of fun doing that one. Yeah, that one and uh, Halloween Spookies. I thought like that was those were roles born you were born to play. So, <laughs> oh, gay for prey. Yeah, yeah, I had fun doing that too. I was that was a great role. <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't ask me to play Jesus in that one. Yeah, because <laughs> Je- I figured they were gonna. But I was the movie. I was like, oh, they're gonna ask me to play Jesus. <laughs> Top cast it is Jesus. Ugh. <laughs> I, was, I didn't even mean to make a joke there. I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So next up, we have Yamatori MH. And this is a this is a question of all time. Oh, God. Favorite porn star. <laughs> all right. <laughs> mm. <laughs> is it a cop out if I say Harry Reams? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is it? I don't know, man. <laughs> this is not a question that's like uh, comfortable to answer necessarily. No one likes to talk about this. No, no. Then you're gonna know all the porn I'm watching. Yeah, we don't want that. Then what if it's like weird fetish porn or something that you watch a porn <laughs> that has something weird in it and has that person in it, and then all of a sudden I'm the weirdo and you're yeah. asking this question. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a I I see like pictures of people like going to like porn conventions and stuff like that. I'm like. The lack of shame those people have is incredible. <laughs> that is true. If you go to a porn collection, I feel like you haven't slept in days. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like we always make the joke about, like, people just tying off, like, about people ready to, like, come. They just got their dick in their hand. They tie a tourniquet around it. It's like, I got to save this. <laughs> just wait for it to explode. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's referred to as gooning nowadays. <laughs> gooning? They're, gooning. Like, they're talking to the porn stars. Like, can you take a picture with me and my purple cock? <laughs> been saving it for four days drove cross country i am about to explode <laughs> we're also gonna make a documentary called grimace about this oh my god dude <laughs> that should be what gooning is called the grimace, grimace? <laughs> let me get this oh, grimace on out of here <laughs> i'm normally four and a half but right now i'm four and a half both ways <laughs> We used to say that my friend was hung like a tuna can. <laughs> I'm hung like a tuna pouch. <laughs> your, your dick looks like that guy who got ran over in Beetlejuice that goes through the fucking slot. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been gooning for six days straight. I'm like that guy at the end of Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it up, you'll be like, uh, never mind. You won't, you won't have that anymore. Is all I'm saying. It'd be God. like that guy, John Bobbitt. John Bobbitt. <laughs> John Bobbitt. Hey, he was a porn star. He was sure a porn was. star. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch that porn, but he thought he was, right? Yeah. It's like Frankencock or something like that, ain't it? God. <laughs> Frankencock. Yeah. All, all the porn I used to watch is from like early 2000. Yeah. So it's all like people that are dead now. Yeah. From coke overdoses and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Salute. (laughs) Salute to them. Dump uh, some pickle juice on the ground for them. That one's for my homies. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. What do you dump out for a porn star? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's alcohol. (laughs) Huh. So you're saying porn stars are just like everybody else and they're normal people? (laughs) 
What? Yeah. No. That's a crazy idea. No. That they're actually human beings that deserve some sort of respect. <laughs> no. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. Oh, God. Next up, we have Hal Monastone. Hiya. Hope life is not too brutal to you. Eh. Congrats with the mixtape. Sounds like fun. Thank you. Who do you think would be an extreme cinema director that can make an awesome movie? Uh, wait, what? Movie about Punisher mm-hmm. and why? Wait, like the comic book character Punisher? I assume the Punisher, right? Oh, Fred Vogel. Yeah, it's kind of always my go-to is Fred Vogel. Mm, trying to think of an extreme guy that could do a good job. That's tough. I mean, Fred Vogel could do it. But I don't know how big of a fan. I'm sure he's a mild fan of the Punisher. Who who isn't to a certain yeah. extent? I guess I was just thinking about like the violence of it. Like a guy like yeah, Fred yeah. or Brian Paulin would do a good job with that aspect of it. Well, I think that what I would want to do with the Punisher in extreme indie world is someone who's very good with realism. Mm. And Fred Vogel does show his violence in a realistic fashion. But you know who could do a hell of a job? I think might get a little right wing in there, but Jim Van Beber. Could Dude, I was actually a thinking Punisher that. movie. <laughs> yeah, if he knew Bamber Punisher. Bamber is a fantastic director. So if he could stay sober, that's true. He makes Punisher friends with all the cops. He's <laughs> like, "Blue lives matter." I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Damn, dude. I, I love I love Jim Van Beber's movies. Were you not at the similar wasteland where Jim Van Beber went like ape shit? I did, but I missed the ape shit. Okay, okay. Uh, I was wondering, but I know the guy who asked him the question. I don't know him personally but triggered him to ask that question just because they were trying to bait him. That dude is a douchebag. His brother's a douchebag and everybody hates them at Wasteland. Mm. They're trash, human trash. So they were just trying to like add him on into doing something crazy. So, yeah. 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 My friend he, punched his brother in the face once at Wasteland. Oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> and he had it coming. He was like groping a woman. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah fuck that shit, dude. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Piece of shit. That was his brother who asked the questions. I'm all selling him out on a fucking podcast. Man, <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> uh, Twin Peaks, the original series, Firewalk with Me, or Twin Peaks, the return? Twin um, Peaks, the restaurant. Dude, we went to Twin Peaks, the restaurant recently, Not and great. it wasn't that good. No, I'm just no. fucking around. <laughs> I only seen the movie, Firewalk with Me. I like the movie. That's all I saw, though. Uh, the probably the, the original series. I never finished the return. It got wild, but not in a bad way. I just I'm terrible at TV series, but I do like the original a lot. So that's my choice. I <laughs> cannot answer this question because I have not seen either. Yay! <laughs> now that the She Hulk show is out, should we live in fear of the She Bulk? Oh God! <laughs> oh God! I mean, something's gonna come from it, right? Some kind of shitty parody movie. The idea that sent chills down my spine <laughs> of a sequel to Bulk. Matt wakes up a cold sweat and not think about She Bulk. <laughs> <gasps> oh, God. Uh, since Matt talked about Jay Dillon's fantastic donut, I would like to recommend something a little similar. Uh, oh, God. Sino series from 2007 by Onra. Really cool samples and melodies have a bloody awesome August and don't tickle the purple mole. The what? That seems real ominous. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I'm terrified now. What is the purple mole? I don't know. That's that sounds creepy, actually. It's the, <laughs> it's the oh no. 
It's either Lovecraftian or pornographic. I'm yeah. not sure which. <laughs> or a combination of both. <laughs> oh, God. Lovecraft porn. No, that, that exists. That's, <laughs> that's terrifying. If you've ever gone down the land of the hentai, you'll, you've seen plenty of... You're right. That is Lovecraft porn. We should yeah. just call it Lovecraft porn instead. Tentacles There's big a new war. term. <laughs> Do what? There's the new term new term for it. Lovecraft porn. Yeah. Dude, and you got all those weird-ass creature names, like Yog sawgrath or whatever the fuck his yeah. name is. That just yeah. right, that, dude, I want the porn parody of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Open the gate. <laughs> Come, Fogaroth. <laughs> oh my god, I already see it written on the bathroom stalls. For a good time, call of Cthulhu. Or Cthulhu, whichever you pronounce it. For a good time, call of Cthulhu. <laughs> He's got all the tentacles. Call up Cthulhu and just like. <laughs> Next up is the Cemetery Bros. Cemetery Bros. Hey, boys, and King Parker himself. Psyched for this one. Y'all need to do a part two eventually and add muscle and brain sex. They are my faves. So I have two questions for y'all. Favorite non-pornographic film to masturbate to? There's a theme here today. Okay. <laughs> Mine's Marley and me. All serious. Hey, yo. All serious though. What is the film that got you into Japanese cinema? Mine is Ichi the Killer. Keep up the good work and have a sleazy night. So what's your favorite non-horror pornograph film to jerk off to? Mm. Return Living oh. Dead. Oh, that was a good one when we were young. <laughs> Night of the Demons. The no. Summer, Summer of Sam, the sex scene, it's only like two and a half seconds with uh, John Leguizamo in the back seat. Oh, hell yeah, dude. There's some That's serious pumping going on right there. It's like serious. Two Thrust, but it's not bad. I don't serious know if I could jerk off to Two Thrust, but give it, a, <laughs> give it my best. Depends on how old I am nowadays. No. <laughs> my teen years is, didn't take much. <laughs> you stare at a bag of Cheetos and get hard. You're like, I don't even know why, man. Get <laughs> <laughs> riled up over here. <laughs> I grew up in the internet age, so I, yeah. He's spoiled. No. He doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Sorry. What got you all into Japanese cinema? Uh, you. (laughs) (laughs) Probably Battle Royale, right? Yeah, that's that's one of them for sure. I remember seeing um Bravo's the Hunter. Was it something scariest movie moments of all time? And they had audition on there, and I hunted that movie down. So that had to be one of the first like Japanese films I ever saw. Oh, you know, I saw Splatter Naked Blood pretty early, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, because it was an extreme movie. It was actually, it's most people, some people just call it Naked Blood, but it was just an extreme movie, so I, I wanted to track it down. So that one's pretty crazy. And and Battle Royale. Battle Royale is the one, because I, I avoided the Japanese ghost influx. So I was like, I don't know about these Japanese ghosts, because I just was too lazy to like broaden my horizons. So I was like, it's going to cost too much money, and I'm in high school. I don't have money. So I was like, ah, I'm only watching these old American movies now, and Italian movies. And then it was just like, then I watched Battle Royale, and I was like, God damn it. Now I gotta start watching all these things. <laughs> now there's a whole new world I gotta try to fucking dig yeah. into. <laughs> this is bullshit. But like Battle Royale at one point, like you could only get it like a hot topic or some shit like that, if I remember right. Who knows? I probably got a bootleg off fucking eBay. Yeah. Spooky uh, celluloid is up next. You no. said audition. Uh yeah. Yeah, audition. Finally, I guess that's not the French Canadian asshole. I heard he Damn. likes Palmer's daughters. 
But more seriously, since <laughs> everyone here has worked on creative projects like films, music videos, what is the project you had the fondest memories of? Oh, God. I mean, I've not done a ton of shit. <laughs> fondest memories of her? I don't know. I had a lot of laughs on Invalid. Invalid? Yeah. We did a lot of laughs on that. Like, honestly, it was just like four of us for the most part. And then I had a lot of laughs on Rip because a lot of my friends were there. All those people in the bar, most of those were friends of mine and the extras. There's like mm. 20 people and most of them were just friends of mine. So, yeah. You know 20 people? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, I shot a music video with Orbix. That was fun, yet also horrible because I got ate a lot by mosquitoes. And uh, that was a cool shoot, though. We busted a TV and it showered me in glass. That was kind of fun. I don't know. Uh, I've worked on music videos. That's about all I've really done. <laughs> I mean, as of right now, like the mixtape was fun to make, it, except for like having to do the <laughs> wow, uh, do the bullshit process that I had to go through to get the clips on the computer. But yeah, that shit sucks. That's horrible. <laughs> You're like, download. No, download. No, no pop-up. Download. <laughs> Dude. Oh my god. I downloaded a fucking ad block on my phone just to No, just I don't to... need a longer erection. Download. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to meet MILFs near me. Go away. <laughs> uh forgot to ask, but since all you guys make long form content, what is your secret 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 to keep your voice slash not hurt your throat uh i feel like you're gonna be a more of an expert on this dave considering you do the 22 shots of moods of horror podcast which sometimes is ethically long i don't do nothing as you can tell sometimes at the end of the videos i'm just like i don't know where to go <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like oh that's just me by the end no I, I mean i guess i i don't fucking know my voice doesn't get that coarse unless i'm doing an eight-hour show and then it's just hell mm-hmm I, you, I can probably talk for about three hours and I'm good. Do you all like take a lot of breaks when you're doing, shoot, doing those episodes? Like, I wonder, not like, really. Doing, like, no, we take piss breaks maybe like every hour and a half, two hours. Damn. Cause like some of those are long. We almost got 10 hours on that fucking top 50 favorite directors. <laughs> when we got to like number 10, like the 10 in, there was, I was like, it was like two and a half hours already. And I was just like, guys, we should do this in two parts. But it was like, we can't. We got to do the whole thing now. <laughs> God, I, gotta, I, I couldn't imagine the fucking export of those episodes. Yeah. I don't got to worry about 22 shots. That's all moves. I only edit my own show. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, the only thing I do is I keep a bottle of water next to me. Yeah, I drink water. That's it. Yeah, I got water next to me as well so my throat goes awry quite a bit as it is right now as you probably might could hear that i'm getting kind of hoarse but it is what it is <laughs> you soldier through and keep going yeah that's about it and no last secret. but not Liz, what <laughs> no secret no secrets yeah ask joe rogan man i don't know <laughs> he smokes a lot of pot and does drugs and has shitty takes on things <laughs> <laughs> next up is space ghost sandy 
First off, yes, congratulations man. on your first mixtape and hope to oh. get a copy of it for nostalgia shit. Besides that, are you thinking of doing an episode on fucked up anime shit since you both watched the Midori thing? If you do, definitely include that because it's crazy as hell and would be great fit for the show. Hope you're having a wonderful day, Andrew. Anime, are we going to do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Have you seen Midori, um, Dave? No, no, I've heard of it. I hear it's good. It is really good. Yeah. Um, it's wild. Yeah, it's really fucked up, and I can understand like why it's as controversial as it is. But yeah, we're, we're, we've talked about doing anime. We're going to do anime eventually. Oh yeah, it's just finding the right movies. I don't think I've ever seen a bad anime movie, but I usually watch like the classics. So right, oh, well. like the eighties, nineties shit. Yeah, like Vampire Hunter D and shit like that. And, mm-hmm. You know, um, Ninja City, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, the, some of those later Dragon Ball Z. No, Demon City. Sorry. Ass. Like Akira and uh, I love Perfect Akira. Blue. Perfect oh, Blue, Akira. Those are classics. Yeah. But Perfect I, you know, Blue. Oh. I'm not well versed in anime, so it's tough for me to like recommend anything to anybody they ever ask. I'm like, ah. Uh, Devil Man's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, Devil Man is cool. Dude, they used to be this like, I used to watch sci fi channels as a kid a lot. And there used to be this like commercial for these like VHS tapes. And it was just like the most goriest, fucked up animes ever. And I never can find that shit. So I don't, I don't know what it was. Right Stuff Anime has a bunch of that shit. Yeah, I bought one thing from Right Stuff Anime, and they won't stop text messaging me. Yeah, they fucking do. You what? You wanted that ten percent off? I did, man. I'm... Yeah, me too. And they just won't stop. It's like every five minutes, I'm a deep discount. Like, here's our summer sale, bro. It's fall. <laughs> I was like, I just wanted zero, man. You had the cheapest price on it. It's all I wanted. I want what zero? Yeah, yeah. That movie's great. That movie is great. I bought it because you talked about it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It Dustin is. Fun. And my friend Dustin, Dustin Mills and Seb both love that movie. But uh, that's all the questions. Uh, if you too want to join the level of people that ask us questions, you can do so by uh, going to sickonsinemygmail.com and dropping us a line or wait to the week of the episode. We're a bi-weekly podcast and we'll post a lovely image that has skeletons that says we are taking questions. You can ask in the comments below. My God. <sighs> I was just trying to get through it. <laughs> you got through oh. it. I do have a question. Do what? Oh, it wasn't that long, was it? No, no, no. I was just trying to... I always just try to see how fast I can get through that part. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do have a question for you, Dave. Yes? When did your feud with Facebook Paranormal Investigator start? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just said every time there's a Facebook Paranormal Investigator. So I saw somebody else say it, and I was like, I guess they're right. They just always are like... They fucking are always all like super religious dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> fucking say racist shit. 90% Donald Trump supporters. Same thing with like those amateur comedians. Like they're oh, like shit. they're not actually clever or funny. So you just want to say you're a comedian so you can say like offensive shit that's not clever or funny. Like you, dude, you're not Dave Chappelle. You're not <laughs> clever enough to get away with this. You're not Norm McDonald. You're not smart. So you're just like, black people suck. Aren't <laughs> <laughs> I a comedian? No, you're just a fucking dumbass. I can say what I want. I'm a comedian. This is fucking ruining culture. <laughs> See, I had never had any interaction with like a Facebook paranormal investigator ever. So when that guy asked that question, I was like, whoa. This has gotta be like at, a next time one next time one friend requests you, go click on their page, start looking through it a bit, and there'll be something fucking stupid after about 10 seconds. 
there definitely is a, a Bigfoot convention that's taking place around here. Oh my god, coming up you, you that has such go. wonderful people as like the lizard lick towing people damn. and I Turtle like Man. It. I like it. But I don't think Turtle Man's a bad guy. He's just a hillbilly with no teeth, right? <laughs> but what does any of that have to do with Bigfoot? It's, he's got everything to do with Bigfoot. <laughs> he's seen him once. Let's listen. It's fucking Turtle Man. He knows Bigfoot. <laughs> hang out. Give each other like, Slim Jims and shit. Because a lot of people who have, like, you know, quote, seen Bigfoot uh, are going to charge you up the ass to probably go talk to you, uh, talk to you at your fucking convention. Really? I wouldn't pay a fucking cent to talk to somebody who said they seen Bigfoot. <laughs> what? It was like, yeah, it's gonna cost you five dollars to talk. Well, why? <laughs> I one time uh, paid money to go to an alien thing with my friend because he's really into like paranormal shit like that, and uh, it was just a talk, and I fell asleep, and it was one of the most boring things I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> Fucking all fucking UFOs people. They get it here. Fucking like, so aliens are definitely from another planet and they're coming here soon. <laughs> oh my God, man. I can't listen to that shit. Even Why though would they come left, alien shit sucks. Like, I don't, I think it's the worst podcast they make because it just not that they're doing it. It just doesn't interest me very much. Yeah. It's always the same shit. It's always the same story. Same thing with Bigfoot. Well, it's like I used to like a lot of like the paranormal and like conspiracy shit, and then dumbasses ruined that for me. Alex Jones, yeah. God damn, fuck him. The man who forgot his children's name because he ate too much chili. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you need to go to that Bigfoot convention and just scream, (gasps) Spouch! You ever watch those videos? They're always like, Spouch! And it sounds like they're saying squash. Like, I wanted to make a parody video of them just like screaming, Squash! And then, like, they they zoom over and it's just a giant squash, like a 20 foot squash, like the gourd. Fucking hear knocks in the woods and shit. You know, they're not going to find anything or it'd be fucking front page news. It's the same shit. It's so stupid. Mm. I swear I heard something. It's probably a Bigfoot. No, it's always it the first thing, man. It's dumb. Fucking no, it's probably a fucking deer. A fucking reality show, man. It's, it's all stage garbage. Oh, yeah. The guy who is uh, putting the Bigfoot conventions on, his wife, who is, you know, I don't want to make fun of nobody's looks or anything, but she's definitely not, like, the most beautiful woman who's ever lived. But the way they, like, promote their videos and shit is she comes out in a bikini and, like, dances and, like, this is the Bigfoot hottie. Hey, and it makes sense, don't it? She's the Bigfoot hottie. <laughs> But I was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, this is well, the weirdest they're trying shit. To, they're trying to attract Bigfoots. <laughs> she's, she's the, they calculated that's what makes Bigfoots hot. Her. her. <laughs> I don't know what she looks like. I haven't seen her. She's the Bigfoot hottie. The I'm, big sure someone, I'm sure there's someone that beats their dick to like Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Of course. If, rule 34, man. Yeah. Well, on that note. <laughs> None of this was recorded, was it? No, 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 no. This We're isn't going to the show. <laughs> no. No. Uh, let's see what else has anything they want to say. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and uh, talk about a man's name I can't pronounce. <laughs> that I probably should figure out uh, how to do that. <laughs> I would just guess Hisayasu Sato. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I'd say. Guess. But I doubt it's right. It's probably like, he's a Yasu son. You have to say it like that. It's like, but I don't want to sound like that because then it sounds like I'm just being racist. I'm, <laughs> you gotta say it like that. Oi. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm good. All right. Then I'm we'll good. Be I don't got to piss. 
<laughs> so we're right back here on Sick on Cinema. Cinema. Three most prized possessions in my very elusive collection. Three stories from a madman. With a collection from hell. I must now tell if your rabbit feet will stay still. While I tell a tale of slimy thrills and evil chills. And organic shit! They're slimy. Would you like to know why? Not really. I see! Then I shall continue to tell the story about... Brain Busters! They're little. Ah! The jar that brought you here! My car brought me here. Let's see if you feel that way after. The Crusties! The Bastards. <laughs> Slimy little bastards. With. I am a good person. Oh, they're good. That was the dumbest fucking thing I ever heard in my whole goddamn life. I should get a re-roll, that's clearly a fuck- it's- it's like the roll off the table roll, man. It's into the cheese. I had the fucking shit so bad all my life! Come on, you slimy little bastard! Slimy little bastards. Alright, so we're back here on Sick on Cinema. <laughs> To talk about uh uh Hisiasu Sato. Sound good? Right. It's close <laughs> enough. I always feel like when we're saying like any other country's people's names with my accent, it immediately just sounds racist. <laughs> if it's not like Jack Albertson, I'm fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I yeah. fuck. Like some I had just... a hard time saying Sato's name. I'm just referring to him as Sato. And it has like an umlau on the end of whatever you call that, on the O. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, is a Sato? There's, a, I think Sato like is a common kind of name too, first or last name possibly too. Mm-hmm. Every time you search it, it pops up like multiple names. Yeah. yeah. And like, just in general, like when I was trying to find like pictures and stuff for his movies to post on the Instagram, it was kind of tough. Well, yeah. I thought you posted the wrong picture for Lolita Vibrator Torture. I was like, is that Rusted Guts in Trails of a Virgin 3? And you're like, I don't know. Somebody's like, I don't fucking know. And then I looked at the covers and they're like almost identical. Yeah, like a woman yeah. writhing in pain on the cover. I'm like, that must sell in Japan, huh? <laughs> Every Nikatsu <laughs> movie ever. Oh my God. Has that cover. <laughs> or just like a girl in some weird outfit, like flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> it was like yeah. gym class hero it was like, <laughs> that was fucking emo band or some shit wasn't it gym class hero yeah isn't it? there is a gym there's a gym a nakatsu film and there's a flight attendant one and there's the jail one there's tons of them oh yeah yeah i like the nakatsu movies like and i like that line but like it is intimidating when i'm looking at the catalogs and i'm like which of these are good and which of these are just porn well this one is technically a nakatsu it is, yeah, yeah, which is interesting. And it's like, of the three we chose, which we'll get into here in just a second, it's the only one that has like an official release. Yeah. 
Um, Naked Blood has a release from its old release, available release. Technically, it was from what was that company? Discotech mm-hmm. about Naked Blood. I, I had bought that DVD years ago. So I wish I did. I never did. They'll get a release. I hope so. Maybe eventually. Honor should I, put it out. Hopefully, Sato stuff like gets a lot of it gets released because like I've only heard good things about most of his stuff. I could see Error Four 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 putting it out too. Yeah. See, the problem is, I feel like a lot of his shit is digital, so it's or like video, so it's all cheap, and I don't know how well I don't know what these are shot on. A lot of them, you know what I mean? Are any of these fucking film? I don't know to be honest with you. It's tough. They kind of look like film. Some of them do. Yeah, but they're so cheap at the same Mm -hmm. time. It's like I don't know because the qualities we're watching are never great. I bet some of them got to be film, so they don't look like SOV. But at the same time, you know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure during when I was watching uh, Spider Naked Blood, there was like a cigarette burn on it at one point. Yeah. But again, I can't be 100% sure. That could have been another movie I fucking watched. I don't know. That was a hallucination. <laughs> it could have been. That was Entrails of a Virgin 3, Rusted Guts. <laughs> Rusted Guts. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I've seen the other two. This is the least of the three. No big monster cocks in that one? No, it's actually just torture porn. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. Oh, it is because the other two are so crazy. Yeah, but I, I bring this up to John almost mm-hmm. every time that uh, the intros movies get brought up. I don't remember if it's the intros movies or Oregon that has a random scene of a watermelon going flying out of a window. <laughs> uh, so again, I haven't seen any of them, but I just know I saw a clip from uh, it was so, it was a, some YouTube video about the movies and then I just it was like watermelon drops out of a window for some reason I don't remember I don't remember seeing that and I've never seen Oregon so but I have seen ID or id it's id not ID id by the same director who did Oregon and that movie's wild I've watched Oregon twice and couldn't tell you what it's about that's mm. <laughs> a it's a female director did that one and she like i said we i watched the one she did for 2005 called id and that's a fucking crazy movie but so we, i don't think i've heard of that one so we're gonna start out with 1987 uh sato's entry in the nikatsu line and with lolita vibrator torture a movie that i was afraid to even put the title on instagram afraid that we get yeeted <laughs> well here's a here's a fun story so I went to look this movie up on IMDb. And originally, you know, through a Google search engine, just typed it in. I was greeted with a message that said, uh, if you come across child exploitation content, make sure to report it. And I was like, huh, that's fucked up. <laughs> well, Lolita, because, you know, it's, uh, what is it? So the definition, it's the character in a novel. I looked up the direct definition because the term Lolita, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, it's typically... Yeah character in a novel the same name 1958 a 12 year old girl from whom a narrator middle-aged man develops a sexual obsession or or uh, i can't say this word for some reason prepubescent girl who is sexually precocious or who is regarded in sexual terms by older person add that in with torture and vibrator you got yourself on the fbi's most wanted list right there (laughs) yeah yeah <laughs> like i said literally i was like because usually you know oh movie number one is blah 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 i, I didn't want to put lolita vibrator torture in fear that like instagram would pick it up and be like y'all done son get out of here <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's a hell of a title it is movie. it's a very provocative uh title that catches oh, your yeah. attention pretty quick <laughs> 
like I remember when you first got this movie, and I was like, and you're like, oh, this movie Lolita Vibrator. I was like, what the fuck is this called again? <laughs> Matt's like, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> We're like, you ain't yeah, never man. heard of Lolita Vibrator torture? Come on, man. <laughs> They show this at my school, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's a fucked up school. <laughs> so the plot of this one is like we have this girl who is on a hunt for her um friend, her I don't know. He's a guy who goes to her school. I don't even know if they even like really know each other that much. It's not really explained that well. Mm-hmm. They they kind of explain who he is later, mm-hmm. but I still have some major questions about who he is. My first one is why is that picture of him so ominous? it's very creepy i have a theory here and they never make it clear but i feel like it's her father Ooh, because he's also missing and there was also a sexual remark she made about not giving her virginity to her father but then also losing her virginity to the guy who committed suicide who is that guy could be her father damn i didn't pick up on that possibly i don't know if it's accurate because it's never really explained they Mm. i don't know if they say he's a student or not it's just a strange little thing too there's like a lot of weird shit in here, like too the pesticide and who's committing the pesticide murders, right? It, it's just fucked. It's a fucking weird movie. Everybody in this movie seems dangerous. Everybody's the possible. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's yeah. on the level. So she's on the hunt for her uh, friend, or like you said, we don't know. It's this guy, and she meets this private investigator who uh, begins to look for her. However, he is not what he seems, and he's actually a serial killer who kills people by poisoning them while vibrating them and taking pictures of it. Eventually, he also he, used the pesticide too, right? Yeah. I think yeah. he does. So did he poison the kids at the school? Or did she poison the kids at the school? Or did the girl who said she poisoned the kids at the school do it? The friend. Yeah, I have no idea. It's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually he kidnaps our lead girl and tortures her. However, she is not quite what we think she is either. And it kind of becomes like a little cat and mouse game where it, who is the most fucked, basically? Yeah. I always really like stories like that where you have one dangerous person that meets another person and you think the other one's more dangerous. And they're like, no, 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 wait. This one is definitely going to get the best best of this one. It's kind of like Creep 2. Yeah. For anybody that wants to see like a non-pornographic version of Lolita, <laughs> watch Creep 2. <laughs> That's <laughs> the tagline. <laughs> it's like Creep 2. <laughs> the non-Lolita version. <laughs> but yeah, this movie like... I love the look of it and how dingy and like, but like the thing about Sato that I like the most that's, that I've seen so far is like, though his movies are low budget, they're always surprisingly well-made. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, his stuff, I don't know. He just captures an atmosphere that I've not really seen a lot of other extreme filmmakers make like on the budget that he does. I don't know. They just feel bigger than they are. Uh, yeah. Like it's like when we get to the, uh, the killer's like little domain he has and like all the photos all over the walls and shit it's like that's fucking you know wild and like very very much something that would not be in like a really really low budget movie i would would assume it's really unpleasant it has like a long line of the artist killer Mm -hmm. like if you think bucket of blood or color me blood red or even peeping tom which mm-hmm. two of these movies share a mass similarity to Peeping Tom for yep. sure. Yes. But you got the very generic serial killer storyline of there being a photographer. How many times have we seen that? How many serial killers have used that as a, a way to pick people up? 
So the photographer oh aspect, I don't know if he ever tells people he's a photographer. He just gets them there and then starts taking pictures of them, mm-hmm. which is strange. You think he would use that as a front, but no, the way the murders are shot are fucking really unpleasant. And his motives yes. are really unpleasant too, that he wants to capture the death in the eyes and the pictures hanging all around the area are just sick. Like looks actively like too real. Yeah. Too yeah. real to be comfortable. And then that's so, and it's also the crazy idea that she later puts those out to the public. And she makes a good point there too, that if it was him who did it, he'd be in trouble. But since it's her, it's a cute girl. Nobody's going to give a shit. It, it, you know, the pictures kind of put me in mind of like martyrs a little bit. Yes. It's like, yeah. they're like so fucked that it's like, it's really uncomfortable to look at them, but they're also like striking. So you kind of yeah. look away from them in a way. Dude, I'm not even sure if some of the photos of martyrs are real or not. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a classic Hitchcock line, right? Was that dark? It was Hitchcock who said, film your sex scenes like murder scenes and your murder scenes like sex scenes. Yeah. And somehow, I don't know if these murder scenes are filmed like sex scenes, cause, <laughs> but they have a weird artistic flair to them, probably because it's like the white mixing with the red. And it just, they're uncomfortable, man. Like, oh. the way I can explain his movies in general is it's a pervert making a movie for perverts with characters that are all perverts. Yeah. They're all voyeurs. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're all weird, like rooftop shots and voyeur stuff, either with a camera, a a photographer camera or a video camera. The funny thing is this one, actually the sex scenes I think are some of the better ones because they have that whole kill aspect in them, which makes me sound like a sicko. Mm -hmm. But I think the weakest, I mean, his, his sex scenes are kind of risky, like, but also they go on a little too long. Because the stories are so good that you want to get back to the story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a problem I have with two of these movies in particular. <laughs> yeah, it's like we'll we'll get to it later, but yeah, re- rewind had uh, some of those oh, yeah. points for me. But um, yeah, the, the 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 kills in this fucking movie are heinous and hard to look at. They're very intense <laughs> too. Yeah, like it feels like they're almost like added to like a rhythm of like a heartbeat, like it's speeding oh, yeah. up. When yeah. you have the camera flash into it during yeah. it, so it's just like fuck. Yeah, it's, it's, it just feels like it ramps and ramps and ramps until it's dead quiet. This movie's also like unnervingly quiet. Yes. Like, does it have a soundtrack? I don't. I don't think <sighs> so. I never wrote anything of down about the music, but I feel like there has to be, but I don't recall any. It's it's just I don't know. There's times where it's just really unnervingly quiet. That like I don't know that really worked for me a lot. You know what cracks me up about the movie? Like while watching it sometimes, like all his movies are like this, especially this one. I'm getting like the idea. I'm like, I could see somebody of mass intelligence writing a feminist piece about this movie saying that it's it's pro-feminist because it's got a female killer that makes the male. <laughs> but then at the same time, I'm like, I wonder if somebody smarter than me would just look at this and see right through it and be like, this is very simplistic garbage. And I think because <laughs> I feel his movies are really intelligent sometimes, but also just really perverse. And maybe it's like you're trying to justify the perversity in it, like by making it seem smarter than it really is. But because I like it and maybe I want to feel that way. But as always, movies just draw me in. Like, I don't know why. Like, I feel like like, you know, I am a pervert. So like these movies just speak to me in a weird level. Like they make me uncomfortable and gross, but I also love every second of it. The look mm. helps too, for sure. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I do think there's more to it than just the base level. Like just from the first time you see the, the, the missing poster immediately, you're like, there's something off with that. Yeah. And I don't think that's just like a simplicity, you know, or like overlooking that. I think that really is like just good filmmaking. Yeah. 
And and like we speak earlier, this is definitely like there's a lot of these Asian films that kind of capture that like misguided youth attitude. Like, and I was going through 1980, and there's a couple in there too. Like if you watch uh, Dangerous Encounters of the First Kind or The Happenings, um, but I feel like this his movies kind of do too because you have this like. I mean, like the main, like she's like almost a mass murderer. She like poisoned the kids at school, possibly. She yeah. manipulates this entire situation. She's clearly fucking sociopath. Yeah. But at the same time, was that brought on by the rape that took that happened to her, or is she always like this? I don't know. Was it? It's hard to believe anything she says. That's the thing. And I, like from the first time you see her, I do feel like she comes off as like though she's might be a little strange. So it's like hard to tell, like at what point in the movie, like was it from the very get to the go that she yeah. was, you know, she was gung ho to kill somebody from frame one of this film, or did it build to that? Yeah, because I, she. Oh, go ahead. Oh no no no! I, I was just reacting. I apologize. No, she partakes in that murder too. She helps yeah. lure her fucking friend. She's definitely off. Like I, I just, it's one of. The, she's definitely more dangerous than the actual killer. Yeah. And she wants to gloat about it more too. Like you said, like she show she brings in the media and shit to look at it. Yeah. And and there's that weird aspect about the missing people and the signs hanging up there. Every once all his movies always go a little surreal. Like I'm always following it perfectly fine. And then they'll have like a surreal edge to the end. And I'm like, whoa, I feel like you're saying something, but I'm like, I'm getting it, but I'm not getting it. And I yeah. wonder if there's like a culture separation here. Like there's definitely a uh, a thing about suicide in a lot of his films and this one i yeah. feel like it, i immediately thought like this the rooftop suicide I, I couldn't help but think of pulse and stuff like that because like suicide in a lot of japanese movies seems to be kind of a go-to and, and seems to i don't know a little bit more common in the horror films the you know what i mean than typical countries and that definitely could be a cultural thing for sure you know yeah. with japan and like the history of like harakuri and the suicide forest and you know yeah. it definitely seems to be ingrained in their society a lot more from, I don't even know if it's openly talked about as much, but you know, ingrained yeah. in like their history and stuff. Um, I can't lie. When I first watched this, this movie did not click with me that much. But when I'm hearing you two like you know go back and forth talking about it, it's starting to click. Like, oh, we're yeah. making you like it. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> I, I have the same problem with his movies. Like, I like them either. I. This time, the first time I watched it, I was like, I like that. And then when I rewatched it this time, it clicked really well with me. Yeah. And then the next one clicked with me the first time. But then I watched it and it didn't click with me this time. But then I rewatched it right before the show and it clicked with me again. Same thing happened with Love Minus Zero Equal Infinity. Loved it the first time. Didn't know what I thought the second time. Went back and watched it the third time. And I really liked it. So it's just a weird, they're almost like mood pieces where you kind of have to be into it or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have to yeah. catch on. Because if you miss a scene a lot of more mystery story like there's a mystery arc to it and stuff and if you miss a scene you're kind of lost right and matt i know that you a lot of you know we talked about this on the show before you have a problem sometimes or not a problem but like movies bother you more when the sexual violence is played erotically like the yes. films are tough on you <laughs> yes uh it gets under my skin i don't really know why it does but uh for some reason, like I do tend to gravitate towards those more because it's like I don't understand it, and it uh, it it fucks with me. So I guess yeah. that's also why, like you know, when it comes to like you know modern directors like Sam, see Sam Hale, I get his shit and I watch it because it, it it legitimately bothers me. Yeah, 
and the Nakatsu stuff as well does does that. Uh, my, we, we recently watched My Chan as well. Yeah, My Chan's Daily Live. And the idea of sexualizing violence is like, it hits into my brain that I'm like, no, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not okay. Yeah. Most Japanese movies, like you watch them and you're like, is this even Japanese if somebody doesn't get raped? I'm mm-hmm. serious. That's how you like watch it. And like, there's not a rape scene. I'm like, I better check if this was Japanese or not. <laughs> and there's so much more willy nilly with that stuff too. Like they'll do it in comedy or explain. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know, like it's everywhere. Well, that's like uh, when we did the Nikatsu episode uh, many, many moons back. Um, I fucking hated Aeroschool. And I think that's because of like blending in the comedy with the more, you know, rapey stuff. I was like, I don't get this. This is not funny to me. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, comedy is very subjective. <laughs> oh, can I say? definitely, but. <laughs> I mean, you're telling me that you don't find the Rape Man movies funny? Yeah, man. I have not seen them yet. Rape through, uh, justice through rape. Justice through rape. <laughs> That's such a fucking insane concept. Dude, it's ridiculous. They're ridiculous movies. I've only seen the first one, but I did actually like it. They're not as bad as you would think, though. They're not as graphic as you would think. But the idea of a superhero raping people to prove it is just pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get that in the Marvel the uh, fucking expanded universe. <laughs> it might be more interesting if you did, though. Yeah, <laughs> like the forgotten Marvel hero. They're like, we don't talk about him. <laughs> we don't talk we don't about, about Rayman. We don't talk about Pepe Le Pew anymore. <laughs> uh, another aspect of the the movie that I really liked is the fact he, call, he like he tells her that they're at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Like, that was another thing. It's like, I don't know, maybe, you know, what you were speaking on, Dave, about, like, looking more into his stuff than maybe it is. I don't know. Everything about this movie, like, there's always points where I'm like, this guy's, this has to mean something, right? Like, I do feel like he is making statements, you know, about youth and culture and, like, just uh, the, the art and also the missing people and shit like that. I feel like he is because some people, I guess, are invisible. It's just a, it's a weird movie and it, it leaves you uncomfortable. It's just bizarre. The murders are filmed very unpleasant which is kind of a plus because you probably should film them unpleasantly this one is an yeah. adult movie but like i don't know who's jerking off to this yeah i i don't know i'm sure someone know. is i'm sure someone is hey it is what it is yeah and I, I get i guess that's what bothers me the most about movies like these it's like someone is using this as masturbation material and that fucks with my brain so much that i'm like uh no but do you no. think, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean the person who's using this as masturbation material is going to go out and rape somebody? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, they're I they're probably getting that. it out of their system. I don't know. Question mark. It depends on the person, I guess. Again, some people, it's just a fantasy. There is it's, a really cool thing in here, too, when he goes to, like, rape her, right? And yeah. he finds the dildo. And that basically saves her life. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, yeah. you're like me. You ha- you know what I mean, and it just like connects mm. that weird thing. You know what I mean, like of unpleasant, like you know somebody who's there, like oh, a crazy person, a serial killer. There's always something. Sometimes they'll let somebody go. Sometimes they won't. But he finds that dildo on her, and then it just kind of changes the things. Yeah, and like at that moment too, it almost like switches like the power struggle. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, she's like in charge now, mm. and he's like 
almost helpless in a way at times. Like he feels like like he's doing this, but on her behalf. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd say there's not a single character in this movie that's a good person. Yeah, like even her no. friend, you know, is weird. Yeah. Like, are they friends? That's another thing too. It's like, are they really friends? Not really. <laughs> I mean, she had no problems with just having her being raped and killed. She also poured hot ass milk on her. Oh yeah, she did do that. Yeah. <laughs> I completely you know, forgot about that fucking thing. There's no parental figures in this film at all. The only mm-hmm. adult is the killer. Yeah. It's like nobody's around. Like I said, her father, the mother calls, right? The apartment and tries to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really feel like there is something there possibly with her father. Cause why would she say that? I didn't give my virginity up to my father. Yeah. There's gotta be a reason for that. Yeah. yeah. And then his fa- the father's gone. And also she's looking for that guy. And there's no way that guy she said he was a teacher. You know, they never say his last name. Right. I can't mm-hmm. remember. There might be somewhere in there, but it just, it, it brought it up too. And, and the pesticide murders too is something else. Yeah. They suggest that she possibly poisoned him. That it, she did it herself. It leaves a lot to interpretation. It does. Yeah. And it's like, it's so much better than a movie named Lolita Vibrator Torch has the right to be really. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Because it's really fucking good. <laughs> I don't know. Again, it was for me, it was like, it was kind of easy at first to like judge the movie based on the title. I was yeah. like, oh, this is just going to be like, you know, just, just rapey fodder or whatever. And then you watch it, and you're like, there's more to this than just that. Which there is still that whole, you know, yeah, you know, these scenes are go the, the rapes, sex scenes, whatever go on for a while, but they it feels like there's something underneath. All yeah, that. there's a borderline like paranormal aspect of the film. It feels like at times. Yeah, it's almost like a uh, you know when they met their you know face were sealed type thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, to go back to the the missing photo too, it's almost that that photo almost has like an uncanny valley feel to it. Yeah, yeah. and at the end, she's missing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like you know, the whole without spoiling too much, but like you know what happens at the end, it's like it, it d- drifts definitely into surrealism, like you said. Yeah, you're kind of like, hold on. Yeah, what? is this what I think it is, or is it n- not what I think it is? You know, something. Yeah. And- also, another thing I kind of like about Sato's movies is he's not afraid to get uh, uncomfortable. Because like, a lot of people that watch this would be very they somebody running this to jerk off to would be like, "What?" When like she starts putting the dildo on the guy, yeah, like people would be not for that if there was just jerk off material. And he's he actually has a bunch of gay uh, pinky movies. I guess I don't technically if they're pinky are they independent they would they'd be pinky right pinky violence so So i'm not sure how all that works but he has a a whole slew of gay ones which isn't very common like muscle and bondage ecstasy and um hunter's sense of i can't remember that one that one's good there's a couple of yeah that one's good that one's really good it's like a a homosexual police officer other things like so i mean he has like three kind of types of movies he has like detective stories he has mm-hmm. the um, voyeur story, and then he'll have like the scientific experiment. Sometimes they're all the same movie. Sometimes they mix <laughs> a couple of the, you know what I mean, like that. But they all seem they have the same themes and everything. Like half his movies have the rooftop scene where somebody's on the roof. I think the rooftops are a much bigger deal in Japan because the buildings sure. are so tall. You know, in America, yeah. you just wouldn't be. I mean, in the suburbs, we're not just standing out on our roofs like, "Hey, buddy, how's it going?" As I'll point <laughs> the best roof trying to walk. 
<laughs> Unless know. it's the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's in a big city. I've never seen the room. I I just know that one scene, but yeah, <laughs> I don't want to watch the room. Yeah, I mean, it's not my thing. I don't think. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I don't know. Lolita Vibrator Torture. There's so much more to it. I don't know. I feel like I need to watch this movie more times, but then I feel weird for watching it more times. Yeah. <laughs> I proudly put it on Letterbox a second time. Yeah, did you? <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yeah. I like I it. I, I think it's pretty good. I liked it more the second time around than the first time. I did too, actually. Like watching this time, I don't know. I feel like I picked up on a lot more stuff than I did the first time. Where the first time I was like, oh, that was a cool little Japanese exploitation film. And then the second time I'm like, no, there's more to this. There's all kinds of weird shit in this that I doesn't that I need explained. <laughs> yeah. Also, what's up with the the fucking shower? Uh not shower cream. What the fuck is that? The shaving cream. Yeah, what is that about? Like, like when he's dressing her up? Uh, when he's just, just like during uh, one of the scenes, he just covers this girl in like shaving cream. Well, he's trying to make an art piece. He's like yeah. putting color and stuff. That's why when she uh, joins in and tries to put shit on there, he's like, "Oh, stop! You're ruining like the the picture. I guess like the color off or whatever." Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I gotta rewatch this fucking. Thing, he's kind of though. a cool weirdo when he's wearing the sunglasses and stuff. <laughs> a bunch of sunglasses in this movie. It's like in Love Minus Zero Equal Infinity. Like everybody's wearing sunglasses. <laughs> sunglasses are cool, man. <laughs> what is the fucking Marlboro commercial or something? <laughs> Marlboro commercial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything? Anything else y'all want to say on Louis the Vibrator Torture? I I've got to rewatch this now because uh, hearing you two talk about, it, I'm like. Fuck, I've definitely missed out on a lot of shit that I should have picked up on. <laughs> I mean, it ain't exactly for everybody. So somebody's like, this is trash. I'm like, yeah, probably right. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I can completely understand someone hating this movie, but you know. Yeah, I mean, he's an art. He's funny as fuck. He's, it's kind of an art tour because all his movies have a style and they're just like, they're kind of like a take on a more popular big movie, but just perverted even more so. And they're all short, which I love. He never really breaks like an hour and a half ever, Me too. ever. Yeah. Like I think the longest of these is like seventy minutes. I was like, oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's under it's like it's like seventy. It's uh, what sixty seven? No, it's seventy six minutes or something shit like that. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. The total runtime for all three is like three hours and like thirty minutes. That's so nice. crazy. <laughs> Makes life so much better. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. need a forty five minute sequence of just fucking a guy looking at himself in the mirror and cutting a head off a chicken or something. <laughs> yeah. What movie is that? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like something Mario and Dora would probably do, right? Uh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> he definitely had a short film where he just filmed like what, uh, like a morgue. It's like fucking 30 something minutes. It's, Sweet. It's like, cool, oh. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's art, don't you understand? You you no, don't I don't it. understand, Marion. Just, no, I don't. just like you didn't get Lolita vibrator torture. You just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's not for you, man. There's a reason he impaled that pig. Come on now. Oh God! I don't, <laughs> I, I don't watch this movie. I don't know. I'll have to check out the uh, the uh, one with David Hess, the Angel one. Angel's Melancholy. Yeah, it's long, man. Yeah, That's why I kind of avoided it. Yeah, and it's not it? honestly. It's more boring than it is anything. Really? Yeah. Hang on. How long is this fucking thing? What do you got it right by your bed? You hate it so much. <laughs> you're, like, you're like you're sitting there. You're like, good night, Ma. Good night, Dad. Good night, Angel Sky. <laughs> Good night, Dora. Good night, Dora. Good night, Dora. I do, I, I do own it, but 
He had it on the radio. minutes. Give, you, it? give it a little kiss. <laughs> it's 164 fucking minutes. Okay. Oh. Jesus Christ. Hmm. Not about that life anymore. No. So next up. <laughs> My mic coming through all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound great. Yeah. We have a 1988 celluloid nightmares or also known as rewind to not confuse it with Muzani by Dasuke Yamanashi, which is yeah. also known as celluloid nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> I think someone commented on uh, one of the announcement posts. I was like, Oh, uh, celluloid nightmares. That's Muzani. I was like, no, it's a different one. Different one. <laughs> it's a different perverted movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Similar. They both deal with snuff films. So, it's true. You know, they got they got that going for them. So this one's also really fucking weird. Yeah, this these movies are not the easiest to explain. <laughs> you got this uh she doesn't go by private detector. No. She doesn't go by detective. Nope. She goes by the crime hunter. <laughs> it's like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> she looks better yeah. than Dog the Bounty Hunter though. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I was that immediately. It was like, what? Why are we calling her the crime hunter? Who is everybody she? in this movie looks better than Dr. Bounty Hunter? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's not hard, right? that, yeah. Existing, <laughs> it makes it more <laughs> better than Dr. Bounty Hunter. It looks like a fucking microwaved hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. I just reviewed Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Zero out of 10, one recommend. <laughs> Oh, fuck. We have the crime hunter, and she's on the trail of this snuff film that is showing up in these jerk-off booths. Fuck. I mean, what else? They call sex booths online, but it's like nobody's having sex in this booth. No, No, they're all Cheeto guys. Yeah. They're jacking Yeah, they're jerking it. (laughs) And uh, the guy who works there, who I guess he's like a jizz mopper. Damn. Is... um, He's become infatuated with the tapes as well, and he's trying to find out more about them. And then we have these weird two who possibly could be involved with them. And uh, there's also incest. Yep. The yeah. weirdo guy screws his sister, which is bizarre. Early on, too, man. Yeah. It's like five minutes in the movies. Fucking 10 minutes yeah. in the movie. Incest. I was like, good God. <laughs> Not yeah, pulling any be, punches. No. Perverted. <laughs> This movie is very perverted. I think more approachable for like a, a normal audience. You'd kind of like eight millimeter, but just yeah. Japanese and cheap. But it's <laughs> it's literally just peeping Tom. Yeah, it is. That's the way the killer movie. uses the camera. I mean, it's, it's verbatim, right? Mm-hmm. It's weaponizing uh, cinema. And, and you can definitely see the video drone qualities in there with all the TVs. Yeah. And the snuff oh. aspect, and even the early guinea pig films as well, uh, Flower, Flesh, and Blood, and yep. um, was it Devil's um, Android? De- uh, uh, Devil's Experiment? Devil's Experiment. Uh, Android from Notre Dame is the other one. Sorry, Devil's yeah. Experiment. Yeah. yeah, the first two, especially Flowers of Flesh and Blood. But no, I this one's actually really well done, I think, and, oh. and creepy. Yeah, it's, I agree with that. The, it's the, very fucking creepy. Yeah, the snuff film footage in particular I thought was really fucking well done and legitimately like unnerving. Yeah. 
the transitions are really good. Surprising. Like you would be surprised, like transitions from watching the snuff and then cutting back to somebody watching it and vice versa. Like that, they kind of do a thing where they'll go in on the snuff and it'll come out somewhere else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like that yep. kind of stuff. And some of the salt though is very good at is making you uncomfortable. Yeah. Especially like again with the you know previously talked about uh, Lolita vibrator culture and this like I feel like this one like is even more like unnerving and creepy to an extent because it's just I don't know the the way like the snuff the snuff stuff is filmed is just very fucking stark yeah. <laughs> kind of haunting in a way and it's realistic like a, yeah and it's like a switchblade camera yeah what the fuck that That's was just wild again like the like lolita vibrator chargers you can actually catch their last moments in mm-hmm. film which is fucked Very uh, everybody in this movie is a fucking pervert everybody <laughs> yes. could be the killer you don't really know everybody's off again on the idea they kind of point you in the direction that it's the initial the guy who works in the shop who's the killer yeah i think he could be it and i read a funny letterbox review that just says all cinephiles are perverts and that's what the movie's saying and like (laughs) you watch it and they all are every single character in this movie is either a killer a possible future killer or becomes a killer Mm-hmm. They yeah. all become obsessed with the idea of making snuff. Like two of them are can't even have uh, sex without playing the snuff in the background, if you if you will. Two of the characters, and then yeah. some of the other characters are making it. So it's just such a fucking weird movie. Yeah, and and surprisingly, like- if you pay attention, like just like because I watched it the second time today, I fast forward through the sex scenes and just to watch the story because I was like, I don't need to see the sex. I watched this today already, so I watched it twice today. <laughs> fast forward through the sex scenes and it's just the flow is pretty simple but with the sex scenes it kind of just slows it down a little bit yeah and i think that was my biggest problem with the film where it's like it's such a uh, short run time and the sex scenes are fairly long that i feel like either with shortening the sex scenes or lengthening the run time more could have been done and more could have been flushed out with the story i feel like the story that's already there is fucking crazy good though the story but yeah see I, mean, I don't know with like matt and lolita this one didn't click for me like i still gave it a fairly high rating and, and, and did like it but i don't know there was moments when i was like i don't know i just feel like it could have been more where, where did you miss a point in there did you like lose a story because like the first time i watched this today i watched it before this but i i was disconnected like i lost part of the story where like i missed like why did this person went to this point a to point mm. b you ever have that in a mystery where you're like wait 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 like especially jealous you're like why are they here now like in deep your eyes you're like how'd they show up to this house and you're like well don't you remember that realtor told them that this person oh okay you yeah know, like, sometimes, like it happened to me in this one so i was like wait what why are they here now like i just missed something so i was like i don't know how i missed that but i had to go back and just kind of watch it again and it just connected it just flowed a little bit better the second time today and i like this one this one's not my favorite of the three but i think they go in order i think they it's least to most favorite but i like them all relatively similarly mm. yeah that's about how i am with these as well yeah I don't know, like, it never felt, I don't know, maybe this is just me, it never felt like, like, I feel like I always knew who was, like, responsible. Really? Yeah. Like, as soon as this one character shows up, I was like, that's the guy. Mr. Spielberg? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Spielberg. But I do love the aspect of, like, this, like, almost mythical short film he created with the girl eating the bug, and then, like, later on, we see the crime hunter, and she's eating, and, like, her food gets maggots in it and shit. Yeah. That stuff I did love. When she was eating 
the uh, her, the food, and then the bugs showed up. I had fucking flashbacks. <laughs> Squirm fest, <laughs> dude. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I had flashbacks. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> eating her uh, buttered spaghetti. I guess I don't know what she was eating. Is that is that not what? Like again, I don't want to go on this too much. But in Squirm fest, is that not what she's fucking eating too? Yeah. What the fuck? What, what <laughs> is spaghetti with spaghetti? Bugs spaghetti? Yeah, but it's just I the mean, noodles. It's like, what the fuck is bugs that? Probably go down easier in butter. Uh, good point. Uh, butter makes everything good. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, ask Marlon Brando. I'll get the butter. So, um, <laughs> no, the one thing that I find funny is Sato always paints these worlds that every single person's a lawyer. There's weird technology. Technology's <laughs> yeah. involved with absolutely everything. But it, it's funny in this world because we have the characters obsessed with the underground films. And he goes out and he has the camera himself. I think he takes it from his actual work. And he's walking around filming this girl walking down the street, right? And then she runs away from him because he like grabs it. And you're like, oh, is this guy the killer? Is he helping them? Whatever. She runs away only to run around the corner and to be attacked by another camera and killed on camera. So it's just like, how many perverts are running around this city at one given time making snuff films? It's fucking insane, right? <laughs> Unless they were wild. trying to frame him. It's almost like Miss 45 in a way where it's like two rapes in one day. It's like, Jesus Christ, what's the no chances? Shit. Just cancel New York. <laughs> Dude, they're taking it off. It's done. It's done, man. Rope it off. <laughs> Throw it's it fucking, in the trash. This is Como's fault. <laughs> Remember, he's not a pervert. He's just Italian. Oh, my His God. Words. Brilliant. <laughs> His words. I was like, Best defense <laughs> ever. <laughs> hey, I just checks out. Checks out. <laughs> I've seen Joe D'Amato's movies. It checks out. Joe <laughs> <laughs> <To> D'Amato. <laughs> Example A, Your Honor. Joe D'Amato. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? <laughs> I give you versions of a living day. <laughs> I give you porno holocaust. <laughs> you can see the genital warts around this area here. <laughs> All right. So <that's> enough. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. No, I mean, like I said, it's not too much to talk about this movie because it's an hour and four minutes. It's like Peeping Tom. There's some mm. good twists and reveals too, right? Like the idea yeah. in the very beginning of the movie, they keep showing that, that snuff film. And the guy's obsessed with that one snuff film. Yep. And he's talking about it. it's like I I love her, but she's dead. I know she's dead. And then that's the fucking crime hunter looking at herself when she walks in there because her face changed. That's the video of her. And they yeah. constantly snippets of that. So that's a really cool quality as well. He's in love with her. She's standing right next to him. Yeah. And, and I did like that kinda, a lot. They kind of let you get that when she drops all the photos on the ground. Like, yep. yeah, like I didn't pick that up as much either. That that moment after multiple viewings is much more impactful when she sees herself on in the snuff film. And, and that is like one of the cooler things about Sato's films too. Is he definitely doesn't like just spill everything out for you. No. Like you do have to do your work when watching these movies because like you can take them on base level and they're just kind of fun. Well, maybe fun's not the right word, but yeah. <laughs> you know, entertaining like sexual thrillers or you know whatever but like i don't know there always seems there is more to it because like then yeah. you got like the face transplant shit in this movie where it's like what the fuck you know like that's not just something that happens is it <laughs> like <laughs> just imagine being caught in the two snuff films that lady was made in like two snuff films and survived two she's like the snuff queen <laughs> the snuff queen and then she starts making her own snuff at the end yeah <laughs> yeah when the ending happened i was like what the fuck 
and then I had to like rewind it back, which I maybe that's the you know the key for the movie the movie's name. Hey, but, maybe that is you know. You gotta rewind it to pay fucking like what happened? I gotta watch this six times. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> or maybe you just yeah. rewind it every time there's nudity. Well, she dabs yeah. down. <laughs> and like the the part where she's like almost gets hit by a car, but that scene is so weirdly done. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm like, what you know, like again, I'm it's, like, I'm trying to read more into it. I'm like, what it, did it hit her? Is this all a dream now? The guy. She's like, you got a car. And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> Do you drive? <laughs> Do you drive to work? <laughs> well, none of your business, lady. Oh god. Also the scene where the, the one dude chases the producer with the bicycle. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, he like, knocks the guy off the fucking bicycle like Grand Theft Auto. It's Another thing like, about that scene too that I thought was interesting was like he definitely wasn't able to keep up with him. He knew where he was going. Oh, yeah. Like so he is that guy more involved than like he probably thought to a certain extent, but he didn't want to stop it because he would lose his jerk off material. Yep. Yeah. But he must have not known too much because he sent his sister there. Yeah, that's true. Well, that was fucked up. <laughs> that yeah. whole, weird. Like, I don't know if like some producers like we got to have incest in this. And he's like, I'll figure it out. I just was not ready for the incest that early into the movie. No. Yeah. You work your way into that. Like visitor queue. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is perfectly acceptable in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're not just like the first bit of dialogue is like, hey, you want to fuck me, brother? I'm like, whoa. He's <laughs> like, whoa, hang on. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> but pause. pause. Hang, hang on, let me get second. my pants off. Hold on. I wasn't ready. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me Hold finish up. this snuff film for her sister. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking snuff and incest in the first five minutes. And a murder. <laughs> So, that, so fucked. That gross ass <laughs> ham they find in the fridge. That's the yes. stuff of fucking cellular nightmares right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did it. make me think of like uh the scene in New York Ripper where the dog finds the ham. <laughs> that plays comedy though, because he's like, go get the bike. I'm stacking a fucking hand. <laughs> uh, oh my by god. By the way, that voice I was doing, that's how that guy looks. <laughs> that Italian guy, that's his that's his lawyer. <laughs> He like bends over and boys, oh, but by or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That movie's so oh. trashy. It is. <laughs> Exhibit number oh, two for a while, you know, he's not preferred, he's just Italian. <laughs> New York. <Yeah. laughs> Might use Dario over over that. <laughs> Dario's more preferred than Lucio Fulci. That's for sure. Other than like Devil's Honey. Yeah. Well, I know what's going on there. Yeah, <laughs> Again, I have not seen Devil's Honey, but I heard about one scene in particular. I was like, "Huh, that's this is Lucio right? Yeah, sex pussy, baby. Sex on my phone. This is, <laughs> this is probably what Fulci thought his crowning achievement was. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I've ever made is better than this. <laughs> I always wanted to be a jazz musician. <laughs> it was my calling. <laughs> this is my calling. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about with celluloid nightmares? I feel like I'm, I'm doing a half-assed job here. No, I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> no, you're, yeah, you're doing great. I just, I feel like maybe the uh, two of the movies we chose are, you know, not, probably not the easiest to talk about, maybe? Not sure any of us are. I feel like yeah, we need, like, true. some really, really smart person on here. Ain't that weirdo? <laughs> like, because yeah. at the end of the day, like, especially like the Nakatsu, it's a Nakatsu movie. It's porn. <laughs> 
there's stuff yeah. in there though like i feel like his movies are way smarter than they have any right to be and that's kind of yeah. why i like them and they all have themes and stuff and then you can mm-hmm. dissect them and compare them to other ones it's very fun it's yeah, like you know I'm, lolita sorry. and um rewind in particular it's like weaponizing film in a way yeah, yeah. literally in rewind mm-hmm. so i don't know I, yeah i feel like there's a message to like i feel like there's a method to uh, his madness no doubt but i thought I, I fucking really like this one yeah i, I feel like was, you uh, you should have said more on this one matt because uh this is the one you came in my room and i was half ass asleep you were trying to tell me about it and i was like oh, i don't know what you're talking about i'm just trying to figure out a way to talk about it without like just completely spoiling the whole fucking thing because like uh the, the fucking ending's fucking great yeah 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 it is I think like again, what like halfway through, I was like, I you know, I was digging it and shit. I was like, okay. And then when the ending happened, it just fucking blew me away. So I don't know. I thought it was great, but it's hard to it's hard to just talk about without saying like, oh, this this person did this. Remember, remember when he has a camera and he stabs him? That was awesome. Stupid. So last but definitely not least, probably the most infamous film he's made. The one I'd heard of first, but I'd never seen. Uh, 1996's Splatter Naked Blood. This Splatter Naked Blood is definitely a change of pace for Sato, I would say. Yeah, I was definitely waiting for this one to be more like perverse like the other two, but it's not as perverted. No. Most gory. Most of a hor- most likely a horror film, too. I think for they're sure. all horror films. These three are all horror films, but this yeah, one yeah. more so. So you have the son of a scientist who is making a contraceptive, or however you say that word. Did I get it? Contraceptive? The mother's making the contraceptive. Yes. Yes. Uh, Drug that she's testing on three girls. However, the son is also creating his own drug, which will be the perfect painkiller that turns all pain into pleasure. And he calls it my son. Which when that first when he first popped up, he, it was called my son. I fucking laughed out loud. I was like, "What the fuck? Why are you calling it your son?" But it makes sense later. <laughs> yeah, my I son. Like, I was like, "My son." I'm like, "What the fuck?" My son. My son is no good. He lies around the house. <laughs> He's like, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of that when he said, "My son." My son is no good. <laughs> Oh fuck! Not talking about him <laughs> anymore. <laughs> My son is dead. I don't want to talk about him no more. <laughs> oh shit! So he sneaks into his mother's experiment and injects her medicine with his My Son, which gives these three girls the 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 drug. And the days following, he becomes obsessed with one of them in particular. Which again, as you were talking about, the voyeuristic aspect of it begins to yep. follow her in particular and film her mostly. While the drug seems to have a uh, odd side effect, where not only is pain pleasurable, but it escalates into uh, self mutilation <laughs> to achieve that pleasure. It's almost yes. like it's addictive, <laughs> like the uh, um, the you know causing pain and having you know have the response of pleasure, it becomes addictive to them. And, and also in their uh, their obsessions is what becomes their downfall. So yes. food and vanity. So they're being punished for a sin in a weird way, like pride and gluttony. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's become even more pleasurable. It's, it's, uh, I guess, you know, like a weird sin thing too. Right. But yeah, it's particularly I, awful to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's brutal. Which made me try to figure out what, like, what the third girl was. She had a lack of dreams. She didn't sleep. So mm-hmm. hers isn't necessarily a sin, but she became a murderer. Yes. She started yeah. to murder for pleasure. And uh, her her kind of endorphins were where she had the the kind of reality where she would go into weird surreal quality, right? Mm-hmm. She put that thing on. So I, I think her and they had the weird connection with her with plants too. Her lack of personality almost <laughs> maybe that she yeah <laughs> that she maybe didn't have much of a personality because she had any no sympathy. I don't know. She's a strange character. She's very strange. And like and, that was like one of the first aspects of the film I wasn't really expecting was how surrealistic the movie gets at times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that really kind of took me aback. I was like, whoa, this is a lot, lot different than I thought this was. I thought it was just, you know, gore and nothing else and nothing else to it. The movie like has a fairly slow pace to it considering how yes. long it is. But that works because it really yeah. builds up to those moments. I, I will tell you that the, the the two scenes in particular, like the, the gluttonous girl has got to be one of the nastiest things ever committed to film. Like it's, as Jeff yeah. oh. it's rough. It's brutal. I, I cringed while rewatch is like a third, fourth time I've seen this movie and I just fucking cringed every time. Like yeah. it's, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> it's nasty. And the way it's done too is pretty fucking incredible. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, I think it's pretty well known. The eyeball scene. How the fuck did they do that? Yeah. Like, I have no idea. The nipple, the eyeball, the other stuff, it's just really gross. And the other girl's effects on her look excellent, too. Like, if you look yeah. up details of clothes, like some of the, it's like Returnally Dead Part 3 on very much so with the, the pain pleasure aspect, right? The pain makes the hunger go away. But so, but that's different, obviously. But in, in Returnally Dead 3, she has that whole bondage thing going on where she's hurting herself. And she looks very similar to that by the yep. end of it. And like another interesting thing is like upon my when I was first watching this, I kind of like laughed at like the escalation differences between the two of them. But then it made so much sense to me because it's like the girl who's like very vain, you know, she like starts by piercing her ear. Yeah. Where the girl who like is gluttonous, like she accidentally cuts herself. But then the next thing she does is fucking deep fry her old fucking hand. Yeah. Eating it. <laughs> Yeah. And at first I'm like, man, that's so silly. Like the difference between those two, but like, no, she's gluttonous. That makes sense. Yeah. She would go full force. Full oh. force. <laughs> it, it's nasty as fuck. The, the one shot that I was actually really impressed with this time was, was just a little uh, kind of a funny thing is like, they have the little vial that says my son and the picture of the father in the back. And then when it pulls away and it's going to cut it, like, rack focuses or changes focus and it immediately does that to the father and like the vials out of focus you're like oh very clever right there they Mm -hmm. do it again too like after the main character has sex the the woman like it does the rack focus to the cactus and it now has bloomed suggesting that she is pregnant oh yeah you know i don't know if i'd have picked that up on that yeah, I don't think I don't think I would have either. I think it does that too, or she comes out. Maybe they don't do the same kind of shot, but it, she comes out in the cactus that she has is bloomed, like the flowers and the cactus flowers are out. So I assume that she's pregnant, right? Because she is. Yeah. Yeah. The cactus is a part of the movie where I'm like, what is this? Yeah. 
Because again, it almost seems funny in a way, right? Where she's like, I can't dream. So the plant I've chosen to like share my subconscious <laughs> with is a cactus. It is strange. But the only thing I think, which is strange, because the other two have their things, but they're like, you're plant like. And that's kind of almost like either some weird writing in there to get that story, like exposition. Yeah. That's like, so she's like, I feel like the lack of personality, maybe some sort of social disorder. I don't know. I don't know why she started killing, but she definitely gets off on hurting people. Hmm. Maybe because she's so mild that the idea of, you know, hurting someone hurts her enough to give her pleasure, mental anguish. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. She's a strange person. And I mean, the, the oh, sorry, sorry, Matt the uh the bile of my son my, like for the other two it gives them the oh if i hurt myself i get pleasure from it but maybe for her it's like um you know hurting other people gives, gives her pleasure that's like that side yeah, effect type thing yeah yeah and maybe the cactus is so simple as like you know it's a plant that like will hurt you if you get close to it right mm-hmm. yeah so anyone she gets close to in this movie she ends up hurting yeah um i do really like the flirting that she has with the the character in the mall yes it's like i i really don't like you the first time i saw you i couldn't stand you do you dislike me please tell me you dislike me she's like i really don't like you either (laughs) (laughs) it makes me laugh every time i take me to the place you hate the most (laughs) yes (laughs) i love that it's just it's it's cute and uh i guess as cute as sato can be yeah. yeah. Well, when you know, that's before everything goes horribly wrong. Yeah. It's well, when nobody's getting raped. It's it's kind of a cute <laughs> thing here. <laughs> There's also the weird headset sex thing that happens in this. Dude, what is this the fucking demolition man? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the fucking wild. the visual effects on that scene are absolutely like not very good, but no. I think they work. <laughs> I have no yeah. complaints. I don't know why, but I didn't have complaints. Yeah. That's how I felt too. I was like, man, this looks like shit, but I don't mind it. <laughs> There's a, a couple of movies like that. In a way, I almost liked it because I was just like, that's just so, it's so off-putting from everything else. And it's just, I don't know. I, I thought it was very funny. And that while also being, uh, yeah, just, just, just fun. <laughs> the background effects that remind me of that, uh, I can't remember what the name of the movie is. It was one's got uh, fucking Tim Curry. He's like, anything can happen on Halloween. Oh, the My Little Vampire or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's what it looked like. I was like, damn, this is bad, but whatever. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. It didn't register as bad to me. I didn't even care. Like, I'm, not even, I'm sure it looked like shit, but I just didn't even notice or didn't care. You know, the aspect of. Uh, the main character, which I think his name is like Aja or something like that. Aja, E-I-J-J-I. Yeah. You know, the aspect of like his father too. Yeah. Is another part of the movie that I fucking thought was really good. And again, maybe had any better than any right to be. <laughs> yeah. It's got a paranormal aspect as well to it almost. Yeah, for sure. Where well, like I think even the other two, the other two may be like more like low key surrealistic. And yeah, yeah, maybe like a paranormal twinge, but this one is like, you know, the scene with the dad on the beach and he sees the lot and he goes walking in the ocean. I was racking my brain the whole time, being like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, is that a memory from the mother or is that just a hallucination from the mother? Yeah, or hallucination from the son. And like, it all ties back too, because like, you know, earlier the father, you see a flashback of him like writing his notes and being like, lot is life. Yeah. Like, regardless of what kind of lot, it's all live. Nuclear doesn't matter. 
And then like he sees the flash and then he goes into the fucking ocean and it's like well, is it aliens? <laughs> like, <Did we> die? <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. It it's 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 very, very interesting. I don't really know how to uh just I guess not describe it, but like I guess I don't I don't really know how to perceive all that stuff, mm-hmm. but it's it's very interesting. It's like when when we chose Spider Naked Blood to do, the last thing I thought we would talk about was the like the deep meaning behind it. <laughs> yeah, like I thought there's, we were talking about how gross and gory it is, and that'd be done. And there's also the weird aspect where he kisses his mother on the lips, dude. <laughs> Sato likes him some incest, man. Yeah, like it was weird. Like the mother wants to chase after him to try to save him, but she's also like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> she's just like, oh, "Fuck!" She's like confused. Like, oh, can, can you imagine how mad you'd be at your son if he did that? That'd be fucked up, man. <laughs> Literally caused that to like four or five people. <laughs> and the God. ending is super off the fucking wall. Like, did the apocalypse happen? Yeah. See, I had a theory about that. It was like, what if, like, because the whole thing is like, you know, she puts the headset on the cactus. It's like, what if that's what that is? And it's not, that's not reality. It's just her dreams because she didn't dream before. And all of a sudden she's in this like state of like constant dreaming. And that's what the dream is. Hmm. Unless, unless the father's like, oh, the, the, you know, everything that is, you know, light is life means like, like he said, even nuclear. So maybe it's like fucking nuclear, like apocalypse fucking happens for some reason. That's possible too. <laughs> and, and I don't know. It looks like she's spraying that chemical over everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like she talks about like being clear that here. Chem- that chemical got on something and changed everything. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? It's a fucking weird ass movie. <laughs> um, like I, this, these ones, I would really like some Sato context, like a deluxe edition or something on almost yeah. a lot of his films, just to kind of break some stuff down. You know what I mean? Like you get the gist of it, but like we need like fucking like Cat Ellinger on this disc or some shit, or like <laughs> Tim Lucas, but we'll never get that. <laughs> break this shit down a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, like you can see some of it, you know, but, and it connects well with each other and the differences and shit, but there's just other things I'd like to explore about where his mindset was or, or, you know, but they reflect to the current time. Like you could tell, especially celluloid nightmares and Lolita vibrator torture. They're very much products of their time too, with mm-hmm. technology and stuff, but, and a lot of they do feel like a lot of other Japanese movies. Well, Naked Blood does, but it doesn't, you know. Yeah, yeah. There is another one. He did do scientific ones as well. Like if I remember correctly, I think Lesbian Honey Sweet Juice is like a science. <laughs> yes, I'm not making this up. I think it has also like a scientific element to it and experiments and shit. That or Turtle Vision. I watched those back to back and like they're blurring kind of together. I watched those for ninety one, and I really liked them both. They're both really good. But yeah, so so like I think one of those is like a scientific thing as well in here, like experiments and shit gone wrong. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it just kind of it really kind of blew me away. Like, sir, I'd never seen this one, and just like how deep it was and how much more to it there was than I thought there would be. It really just kind of left me like pretty stunned. Like, and, yeah, uh, like damn, well, I wish I'd seen this earlier. <laughs> yeah. I- like when we were doing, uh, putting out this episode, I was like, I, I just imagine it would be like, you know, just sleazy and like gory, you know, with, with all three of them, you know, having like this sleazy aspect, which they do have that. But I did not expect it to have such a like, 
potential deep meaning to all, everything. It's, it's fucking crazy. I think what we're getting at is Sato's a better director than he probably gets credit for. He, he made my top 20. <laughs> Hell yeah. It, but he did. I mean, I've seen like 13 <laughs> of his movies and all of them I like. That never happens. Mm-hmm. And he's done like 65 movies. I only can get access to like 45. And that's what sucks, man. Just straight pornos, though. <laughs> probably very bland stuff. You know, early stuff. Probably didn't have much to do in those, you know. Right. Did you, uh, which I haven't, but have you seen like the, I guess it's like the original version or the like pro version? Yeah, I, I actually didn't. I, I thought that we should have watched that one with this just to compare, but no, I, I don't remember. What's that one called again? It's like Pleasure Kill or something like that. Yeah, no, I haven't. Is it also Lord Lord Mort or Lustmort? Mm. They all have Lustmort. multiple names. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's the same one or not. I think it is possibly might be mistaken. But you, you know, it's funny. Take take an example. What else came out in 1996? Scream, The Frighteners, From Dust Till Dawn, and then we have Naked Blood. <laughs> I mean, we also have Ebola syndrome. Which is fucking bonkers. You got two of the craziest Asian movies that ever came out same year. It's fucking awesome. Ghostbusters <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah, these will both like, make my top ten of that year, no doubt. Oh, easily. How could yeah. they not? Like, right? It'd be like from dusk to dawn, Ebola syndrome. Naked <laughs> <laughs> blood. That's my top ten. That's it. <laughs> I would probably, I'd put them over Scream. <laughs> I know it's blasphemy, but uh, me too. I like all. I, I don't hate Scream. It's obviously the classic movie, but I prefer those three over Scream easily. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I like Scream too as well, but those are more my jam. And the Frighteners is probably more my jam. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. I need to rewatch Scream. It's been from ever since I've seen Yeah, me too. Movie. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying I like it better. Doesn't make it. Doesn't it mean it's better. Right. Oddly enough, the thing I remember the most about Scream is the scene where Hanley Winkler gets stabbed, and he's like freaking out because he's getting stabbed and shit in the in the school. Spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> They're like somebody killed the principal. Damn! I mostly remember the opening, the opening scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember Hanley Winkler being like, "What's that?" He's like freaking out. And he's getting stabbed and shit. Just reviewing Scream now. <laughs> <laughs> Movie four, uh, Scream. Yeah. No, what but if directed Scream? Just imagine the year. It's such a weird year, and when you look at everything as a whole, mm-hmm. it is weird. Yeah, the nineties are a weird time in horror in general. Oh, definitely. I you kind of forget anything like this. This is kind of like the feel like nothing like this would come out, like, especially in America. Nothing did. Some indie stuff would, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, it feels so much more modern than it is. Which one? This? Yeah. It either feels like it's made in like 1985 or mm-hmm. like 2008. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you say yeah 86, it's like, weird. Yeah, that's a lie. But it, the gore effects, I mean, it's like, weird, right? Yeah, I don't know. The gore effects in this, like, I, I don't know if I, I just expected them to be cheesy or something, but like they were so fucking good that Much I was better like, than his other ones. Yeah, I was dumbfounded by. Them. <laughs> Again, I'm, like I. I know it's like one of the more infamous scenes in like extreme, you know, Japanese horror. But the eyeball, I do not. I a lot of me cannot figure out how the fuck they did that. We because... should definitely make a meme that says "Who did it better?" and do this in Devil's Experiment. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wore it better? Who wore it better? 
<laughs> I mean, we we haven't even talked about the fact that someone literally eats their own pussy. Oh yeah, yeah. That does happen. That's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> that is crazy. Eat your heart out, Dora. Yeah, Dora. You, <laughs> fuck you got dicky. We got pussy eating. <laughs> just start bullying Mario Dora. <laughs> he just, just kills us cuck? all. Yeah, call him cuck. <laughs> Our family just ends up dead. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He does have that aura about him where it's like maybe we should talk shit about more indoors. So Jokes much. on you, Dora. My family is already dead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, anything else y'all want to say about splatter naked blood? I love it. I love yeah, it too. It's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, please, special edition, put this shit out. Yeah, I beg please. You. Massacre video for sure would put this out. Mm-hmm. I know Lewis is a fan of it. We need it. <laughs> it used to be, yeah. at least. I know it used to be. But yeah, I guess I that's it you... for uh, Aishi Sato. Yeah, you should part two. You should do just all gay ones. Sure, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I don't care. I mean, they're like some of the murder ones and mystery stuff. I don't know. It would be weird. I would be interested though seeing the the previous one to Naked Blood. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, good. I think it's called Pleasure Kill. I could be way. Yeah, you, you could be right. It makes sense with the title, right? Mm-hmm. Pleasure Kill. I feel like Spooky reviewed that on his YouTube channel. Yeah. So, or I'm just pulling that out of my ass and I don't know what I'm talking about, which is possible too. I I don't know. (laughs) You guys didn't do one Stone Cold thing with these movies? Oh my God. Oh, oh yeah. I I literally thought you were going to be like, it's got that boy or gimmick. It's got that vibrator gimmick. <laughs> All right, I, I think when we got when we have guests and we try not to go too wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, got that eye boy. What <laughs> <laughs> you get Matt going on Stone Cold, he'll never stop. That's yeah, the, I love Stone Cold. He's the best. <laughs> oh, Stone Cold. <laughs> okay, I gotta stop before I go too fucking crazy. Every <laughs> time I do an impression of Stone Cold, I just do Will Sasso, me doing a Will Sasso impression <laughs> yeah. of Stone Cold. <laughs> I always think about Stone Cold ET. I don't know if you ever saw those videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a drive through and shit. Can I get a cheeseburger? What? What? They're just like, uh, what? So confused. I would just give him the fucking cheeseburger. I wouldn't even fucking acknowledge it. <laughs> That'd be the best way to handle it. <laughs> just get your food and get out of this fucking like, man. Look, fuck this is funny here. and everything. <laughs> oh my God. Bro, I'm trying to work. <laughs> I'm trying to make a I'm living, to make man. A- fuck. <laughs> Fuck I get out it. of your ET. <laughs> <laughs> Take your cheeseburger leave. What the fuck's wrong with you? It's the whole cold time. He's got to come don't... back. He's like, you forgot the sauce. <laughs> I opened my bag. Best, what? There was no barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> fuck you, ET. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I hate ET anyways. Fuck that movie. Oh my god. You're one of those guys, huh? Man, okay. The reason I hate ET is because when I was a child, I entered a uh, Halloween costume contest. As ET? No, no, no. I was was a skeleton (laughs) and I thought my costume was great. I thought I was was a, you know, shoe in to win this thing. And this girl was walking up the stage dressed like ET and the head of her costume fell off and hit the dirt. And she fucking won. And it was, I don't know, to this day, I hold a grudge against E.T. Was it a homemade E.T. costume? I don't think so. I think it was store-bought. Oh, God. But 
the one question did she have was she et in like uh the cross-dressing one where like has the hat and the long hair no it was just because if it's that costume you're done <laughs> that's true uh, but, like, if somebody comes off. in with that big sun hat and that wig and they're et that's a win <laughs> <laughs> that's a win it was oh just et i'm like i don't know about this but also uh, i also just don't think et's very good <laughs> i think i haven't fun. watched I it since fun. i was a kid i probably cried during it yeah i mean that's <laughs> just crying during et <laughs> <laughs> you right yeah yeah well yeah it's understandable probably did. I, I cry mostly cartoons it seems like well you know where the wind blows Oh, that's depressing as shit. I called Matt bawling. Yeah, I was like in the, I was like at a fucking mall. And like, I was like, oh, let me see if I can get get John some Pokemon cards. And then before I could even go look, fucking get a phone call. I was like, when the wind boys fucked me up. I'm so sad, man. Fuck. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry, man. It's messed up. Dude, I cried watching the plague dogs, so it's all right. I bet that's just I didn't watch that movie, but it's, I'm sure it's depressing. Dead animals uh, is always terrible. That was the hardest episode ever to prep for. Yeah, that was so sad. What was that weird Asian uh, animated movie that came out? I think it's Japanese, not too long ago. Where like they're like it's real nasty. You guys probably covered it on here, and they're like cloning people. They're, like they're like weird headed things. I don't know if they're cloning, but they're like killing everything. And the guy has like his cat with them, and like I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it. Is this like Dark Cat or something? Like that? No, we covered it on Twenty Two Shots. I can't it remember. Especially you, don't it? Like you're. Yeah, that movie's great, but it was fucking super depressing too. Like turning him into a mutant. Damn, I can't remember. It's fucking bonkers. Third Window put it out. Third Window Films. Yeah, I, I got the Blu-ray, but I haven't watched it. But I know it's pretty about. great. It's pretty great. Well, you, you ever feel like one? you're like I'm just too happy today? <laughs> triple feature that, uh, or more than triple feature, a whole day of that. Plague Dogs, Where the Wind Blows, Threads, Come and See, oh, God, Come and See, <laughs> oh, Come and See, like oh God, that messed me up. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> I don't Especially want to that, more. That or threads. Those are both really fucking rough. Ugh. Same episode. I think, I think come and see is more just depressing while threads is just it's not cry depressing. It's just kind of like, why are we even do humans even deserve to be here? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I guess that's about it, guys. <laughs> I'm good. Would you like to plug anything, Dave, if you Want to go ahead, ah, Mr. Parker on YouTube? If you want to check me out, um, also I'm on Summer Series currently, and uh, that's about it. I think 22 shots. And whenever we come back, we're gonna do 1980, best of 1980, and boy, that's a banger of a year. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do a top 25 because there's just too many good movies. That's fucking awesome. Well, Matt, that's like, huh? I'm sorry, I was just gonna have you plug anything if you want to, but go ahead. Oh, uh, when. You said you're doing uh, 1980 on 22 shots. Uh, man, y'all went through the year on Letterboxd. My yeah. God. It's probably the best. It's insane. Yeah. It's stacked. Um, what I guess what I would like to plug is, uh, I mean, again, the mixtape um, available through a uh, banana box releasing. Yep. Also, the fanzine's getting almost close to done. Yes, uh, just got to figure out uh, ways of getting it to everybody. <laughs> There's this thing called the mail. 
Look, motherfucker, I know. <laughs> I've just got to get everything together to do that. I know how the mail works, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll give our normal shout outs to guys like Severed Cinema, Spooky Celluloid, mm-hmm. Morbid Horror Podcast, Quality Violence Podcast. Uh, who else, Matt? Chalk and Slog. Chalk and Slog. Banana Box releasing, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my brain, brain is my there's brain all the time. Is, uh, Just go follow anybody, yeah. anybody and everybody. Support everybody. Spread the love. It's what you should do around here. Yeah, you know, make the community better. Brain kind of fraud. Apologize. It's all good. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> late. It's fairly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if nothing else, I am John. I am Matt. If you want to join in, you can. Me? Yeah. No, I don't want to join in. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> I'm Dave. (laughs) And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film, Sick on Cinema. 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 Cinema.